You're listening to Podcast You. I'm Hunter Mitchell. And I'm Ethan Anderson. And, uh, you know, there's this uh, brand of football out here in America uh, known as Juco football. It is a uh, well-documented brand of football, thanks to Netflix. But And uh, we kind of named the podcast after. Yeah. After it. Yep. Because we are on the set of... You know, a we're couple the, of seasons. Yeah, we're on the campus. Yeah, of I mean, this is where it happened. Yeah, right? we're, we're on the campus of the best junior college. Yeah, um, just football wise in the country. Now we did have a rough year this past year. Yeah, it was rough. The um, Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College Bulldogs ended up winning the national championship over Lackawanna. Yep. Uh, and you know, was, you know, all power to them. They just yeah. came out and just took it and ran, man. Oh yeah, it's hard. It's hard to do something like that. Last year they were seven and two. Seven and two, man. Yep. And we were undefeated. Yeah, undefeated, undefeated national championship. Yep. Yeah, you know, and, and like I said, you know, this year was was rough for us. We had a lot of growing pains. That's what it was. Yeah, it was growing pains, youth, and uh, Gulf Coast. You know, they kind of you know preyed on a. I think a lot of people that had the same problem as we did, but. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, yeah. like all power to those guys. They they played well all throughout the season. Yep. And uh, almost everyone on at on the East Mississippi offense uh, were freshmen. Yeah. Including yeah. me and myself. I play offensive line for East Mississippi, and man, that we were young. Let me you tell know, you. And and I think going down there and playing those guys, the youth showed. Yeah. And that was that that game. That was a big game. It, it, you know, junior college, the regular season atmosphere is a great atmosphere, but that game, correct me if I'm wrong, that, there was something different about that. Yeah, game. once the playoffs hit, man, it's it's different. Yeah, it's, it's Every, different. everyone's out for it. Oh yeah, the fans are, man. It feels like a big. It feels like a big game, like a like a power five game. Oh yeah, almost. Oh yeah, you know, you know? and you know that game. I was I was on the field pregame, and I just looked around. There was not an empty seat on either side. Nope. I was like, "This." Nope. That's when it hit me. This is a big game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and it was yep. loud the whole game. I think partially because you know, obviously, the Bulldogs had the majority of the crowd. Yeah, and they the played home well. field advantage. Yeah, it was it was loud. And, and a couple of my family members were, you know, or a couple of my best friends were on the Bulldog side. Yeah, kind of upset. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. I, I even had a buddy that played uh, played for Gulf Coast. Played with him in high school. You what know, position? Uh, O-line. Uh, Cole, Cole Freeman. Cole yeah, Freeman. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, yeah, 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 yeah. I know him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he's, a, he's a nice fella. Has he, he got an offer? I don't know. I, I checked his Twitter. Uh, I have too. He, ain't, he, he didn't put anything. I heard. I heard from him. I'm just tipped that he's offered by Nicholas State. Oh, okay. But yeah. Good player. Yeah. Good player. He's, but, I watched his highlights, yeah. man. Hardy guy. Oh, oh Hardy man. guy. That dude yeah. is something else, yeah. man. Yeah. Big guy. Too. Well, not like height-wise big. But he, he he's, he's, oh, yeah. he's, he's he, round, he, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he got a beer belt. Oh, yeah. But, uh, you know, it, what an opportunity for you, I know, to go down there and play a football game. Oh, yeah, that is my uh, that is my home home crowd, home team I played against. And uh, it was a big week for me, man. I mean, I, I've never trained so hard for a game like this. You know, a lot of them coaches told me when I was coming up here, they're like, man, you're going to make a mistake. I mean, we didn't go in the natty, but I don't think I made a mistake coming up here, man. I really enjoy it. I enjoy the people around. Now, now where we're at, 
That's a different story, but what we're close to is ridiculous. You know, the... uh, (laughs) I knew... and, And a lot of people don't know what it took for us to get there. One of the lower teams in our division had to be... The best. Yeah, so it was uh, nor it was ICC who we blew out forty eight points in the first half. Yep. First three times we got the ball, running clock. Yep. Good old buddy (laughs) rule. Can't uh, can't hate it. You love those games, don't you? Oh Oh, man, Pro River (laughs) breeze. Oh man, Uh, yeah. They had to play Northwest, who was the top person in our division, and they beat them and they upset them. There's a party over here. Dude, everybody on this football team was so excited to have an opportunity to play in the state playoffs and an opportunity, maybe, to play for the state title. And for the first time, to be an underdog. Yeah, in in a long time. In a long time. I mean, you know, if if you don't know, East Mississippi runs things. Yeah. Not only in the state of Mississippi, but on a national stage. Almost... A lot of a lot of the colleges you got, man. If you ask them, they at least have had at least one East Mississippi. Oh, no Juco question product, about it. You know, uh, you know we're you national. Can, you know, I'm not trying to you know toot our own horn, but I mean, the, the, it is what it is. Yeah, you know, the I stats mean, provide. I, I would almost say, I mean, just about every SEC team has had a guy come out of here, right? Oh yeah, 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 so. dude. Uh, Tennessee had a Darrell Guys Middleton last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Georgia's had somebody, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mississippi was, State and Ole Miss has had a ton. Yeah, Alabama. Alabama has had some of us. Uh, Auburn. Uh, John Franklin. Yeah, Auburn. He went yeah. to Auburn. We yeah. got a guy committed to Auburn right now. Yeah, yeah. As of right now, Gordon. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. Meridian. Yes. High School. Meridian product. High School. Yep. That dude's an animal. Yep. He's a beast. He. Uh, um, and then you got. Vandy, I, th- I think we had a guy go to Vandy Def- last year. Defensive line, man, yeah. Vandy. Uh, we, you know, we just got a lot of guys. So. Arkansas, Julius Coates. Yeah. Texas A&M. Uh, Coach Avery Genesee. Coach Avery, yeah. Coach Avery, Avery Genesee, yep. Genesee yep. who went to the NFL, played for three teams, the Broncos, the Jags, and Don't the, Browns. The, Browns. the Browns. Yeah. The Browns. The Browns, yeah. He now plays in the XFL with yep. the Roughnecks. The Houston Roughnecks. Houston Roughnecks, man. That, that's going to be fun to watch. But, yes. Um, yes. You know, Gulf Coast really came out of nowhere. Oh, dude, they run just. You know, we're the only team I think in the state of Mississippi in junior college that runs straight spread. No tight end, no mm-hmm. up back, no ran back, whatever you want to call the full back position. Mm-hmm. But Gulf Coast has perfected their offense. <laughs> Man, perfected it in their word, man. Dude, I mean, they... twenty-two personnel sometimes. That means that means two tight ends, two running backs. Then, you know, fullback, two tight ends. Their goal line set is ridiculous. Um, and even marching down the field, they'll go with an eleven set, one running back, one tight end. It's dumb, dude. They they're good. They're I mean, don't get me wrong. They they were good, the best team in the nation this year, obviously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's all going to change next year. Yeah, yeah, we're coming back. Oh yeah, oh, well, we're gonna have our day. Offense, you know, offensive lines, all sophomores this year. Yeah, we're. I mean, we're gonna be. You know, like I said, you know, growing pain. We had our share of growing pains. Yeah, that's that's all over. Now. Yeah, we're we're coming out ready to play. Yeah, it's gonna be different this year. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, it's, it's uh, 
I think we're we're gonna have one of those things. Uh, I think what Michigan had the the revenge tour. Yeah. You know yeah. we're gonna have the revenge tour this year. Oh, we're gonna go and smack every <laughs> school that beat us this year. Man, we're gonna take it out on. Oh man. Oh man. What, what they did to us times that by <laughs> two or three, man. That's gonna be on the scoreboard. That clock's gonna be done uh, uh, on in the first quarter. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. That clock's gonna be rolling. Yeah, but, we're gonna get out of that game at eight o'clock. Speaking of teams coming out of nowhere on the Division One Power Five SEC level, the LSU Tigers, my friend, came out of nowhere. Yeah, that is <laughs> it's. It's crazy, man. It's just something you can't do. It, I mean, not can't do. It's just something you don't see. Last year, they had an okay year. They had an above-average year. This year, they had the best year in college football history, I believe. So you believe they're the best team to ever play this game at, at that level? If you look at it, dude, at the, the like, you can't say that because of, because of certain things like um, – Time gaps and the way offenses have run, defenses have run. So right now, yeah, I believe so. I I agree with you, and you know, they they had so many award winners. I mean, their whole offensive line won the, the best Joe, yeah, yeah, the Joe Moore Award, yeah, which is usually like a usually a Big Ten school wins that, yeah, which and, makes sense, yeah. You know, they run the ball oh, yeah. almost every down. Like, Wisconsin won it, I think, last year. Yep. Uh, they're, they're an O-line school. Yeah, they're whatever. Right. Like, Ohio State had it one year, I believe. Um, and, I mean, the runnings in that is, like, always Wisconsin, uh, Iowa, Ohio State, and this year, surprisingly, Oregon. Yeah, I agree. I'm surprised Oregon almost get in there. But, man, I've watched the games, and they move people like I ain't never seen them moved. You know, but – I you know like I said I agree they're they're the greatest college football team to ever play, but you know the, I do hear arguments and I do see the side of people saying well what about all these Bama teams, you know oh don't get me wrong best team of the decade best team of the decade for sure but I think this LSU team's nasty <laughs> I think I think if you put them up against any of those Bama teams. It'll be a good game, but I think LSU's coming out on top. Well, I think, you know, those those Bama teams that won the national championship, you know, in 11, 12, 15, 17, those four years, right? they never had a true, let me put it this way, explosive quarterback like LSU had with Joe Burrow. Just a, a guy that can make things happen, you know. What do you say, 14, 15, 16? Is that what you said? Uh, 11, 12, 15, uh, and 17. Okay, yeah. So, 11, 12, you had A.J. McCarron. 15, you had uh, Jake Coker. In 17, you had Jalen Hurts most of the way, slash two. I don't know, man. I think, I think people are sleeping on Jalen Hurts. I, I do, I do too. They're not a, he's, uh, he, he would be a, an NFL, you know what I really see him as? Taysom Hill. I taste Hill. I, I, I see it, man. He's so he's, athletic. He's big enough to play anything on the field. Can catch the ball. Can catch the ball. Can throw the ball like a quarter. He's been playing his whole life. Yep. Runs the ball. Mm-hmm. With like speed. A, like, yeah. Runs he's got it, speed. Runs it like a running back. Yep. Has, uh, you know, has the elusiveness to get away. Yeah. I mean, you saw I, it all now. I mean, he, he's, he's beyond, beyond just. 
you know, you got certain players that play a specific role, like a quarterback, like a Tom Brady or a Drew Brees quarterback. Yep. Then you got people like Taysom Hill. Yep. And the, Taysom Hill's the first person to ever be his position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's they they I, I've heard of it. Uh, it's called a joker position. Yeah. Have you heard that? Yeah. Yes, I have it, uh, frequently now. Just joker position because he's a jack of all trades. Yep. And, and he, I think he's okay with being known yeah, as that. Exactly, dude. I mean, yeah. he he's he's an innovator, man. Yeah, he he brings something to the table. You never know what you're going to get on that offense. Well, you know, and I watched. I know this is probably this will be painful for Saints fans to to hear. And I, and I watched the Vikings game, man. Late in the late in the game, he was their offense. Oh yeah, he was the Saints offense. Okay. Yeah, man. I mean, he, he he carried that load. He he just brings something to the like defenses don't know what to do. No, no. Because because Sean Payton, the one of the most creative minds in football. Yep. Can do anything. Yep. Anything with him, man. Absolutely. And it's hard to for like if you got him playing slot. Mm-hmm. The dude is pretty big, and if you got a nickel corner covering him, just don't. He's like, he could be a small tight end, and he's 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 beyond. Like, if you should model your game after anyone, it should be him. Yep. And I and I think you know going back to the LSU thing, the Tigers. I mean, besides Auburn, and I guess you could say besides Alabama, but I. I think not really. Alabama played catch up late in the game, but yeah. they destroyed everybody they played. Yeah, and I think Joe Burrow obviously is going to go down as one of the best quarterbacks in college football history because he won the Heisman. Yep. But not only, in my opinion, he, is he didn't he break the touchdown record with sixty? He threw sixty touchdown passes in a season. It was set in two thousand six. No one's broke it since two thousand six. I mean, that's remarkable. And he, you know, comes on the scene. Or was it 2006? And uh, I think oh. it was. I okay. think it was. I think was sure. it uh, Chris Lee? Four? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think so. And, uh, you know, you, you've got this guy comes out of nowhere, hadn't played football, transferred from Ohio State, hadn't played football in two years, comes down to Baton Rouge. Coach O takes a chance on him. Yes. And he performs, puts on a show his second year down here. First year did okay. Comes down here, puts on a show that nobody expected, and just you know, and and I, and I think what made him so great is he played on a great level consistently all throughout the season. Yeah. Every game, every game, every game. Played great every game. I think what really solidified him was that Auburn game. Yeah, being able. I mean, they faced some adversity in that game. Yeah, they did, man. Unlike any hurt. game they played. Yeah, he was hurt. He was hobbling around. As, you know, that's part of the reason why Auburn played him so close. Yeah. And, I mean, dude, Auburn's D-line is no joke, dude. I mean, you talk about one of the best defensive linemen uh, or defensive linemen in college football, really, together. Yeah. And uh, it's, this season. They're, they were some of the best. Yeah, they were crucial. Besides Chase Young at Ohio State. I mean, yeah. Auburn had Auburn a pretty – Good defensive line, man. And that's usually the case with Auburn every year, isn't it? Yeah. They they usually have a pretty solid defensive line. Yeah. Um, their defense is <clears throat> the rest of their defense is okay, above average, uh, but their D line is something else. You know, it's like when I, definitely if I'm a coach going into a meeting, I'm emphasizing we gotta lock up these three or four. I don't know if they're on three front or four. I think it's a three front. We gotta lock up these three guys, man. 
Because if we don't, they're gonna wreck everything. Everything, man. It's tough. It's that's the thing about the defense, man. If you run a if if you run a three front, you're expecting the linebackers to destroy everything. But dude, with that, with their three front, they just it's ridiculous. They shoot through, man. Because a forefront, man, you expect the D-lineman to come through, take everything. But if you can only have three defensive linemen and some of these linebackers play zone, but it, that's enough to bring pressure, dude, it's hard to beat that. Absolutely. You know, Nebraska did that with Dodomic and Sue. Oh, yeah. They only ran nickel a whole year. State tried to do it, and uh, it, it didn't work. No, they got man. gashed. Yeah, you know, they tried to go three down, and, and for whatever reason, the defensive lineman couldn't couldn't put any pressure on the quarterback that year. That was that was a tough year for State. And yeah. That was back in 2016. But that's I feel like that's the only bad thing about having a three front. Yeah. But if they only send three. It's a gamble. Yeah. If you don't get back there, you're yeah. torched. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> I mean. A good example of that was the uh, Titans uh, the Chiefs game. Mm-hmm. They run three front man. They only send three. I, I saw Patrick Mahomes have at least five to six seconds in the pocket. Seven or eight. You can't give that guy that long. No, he gets <laughs> not that, that long, guy, dude. Like, you could give me that long. I don't play quarterback. You give me eight seconds to oh. sit there, look around a little bit, decide if I want to run or not. Can't do it, man. It's bad. So I mean, but you got to think that's all credit to the offensive line if they can shut it down too. Uh, yeah, man. Where do you think Joey B is going to go? I think you know he's he's going to be the. Um, I guess it would be the the third straight year of a of a Heisman Trophy winner going first overall. And he's going to really? go to the Cincinnati, yeah, the Cincinnati Bengals. And uh, you know, something something about uh, Joe Burrow. He 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 made everybody on the LSU team better. He you know? did. And I feel like he's going to do that with a franchise. I think uh, I don't think he's a gap player like Jacoby Brissett, who's done a great job of the Colts doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's going to come in. I think he's going to have maybe a down year the first year, maybe two. But after that, he's he's taking off. Oh yeah. You know he, he he's that kind of player. Yeah, he's a leader. He's a natural born leader to go out there and do what he did this year. Like I said, have one down year like at LSU, get used to everything, get used to the players, the coaches, and then have just just shoot off how he did. Oh my God. Well, I know he made the. Receivers better at LSU. Oh yeah. Do you think he made the offensive lineman better? Um, so the way you do that, I feel like as an offensive lineman, is you bond with your offensive line. Mm-hmm. If you're bonding with the offensive line, they're gonna do more, and by any means necessary to make sure you're okay. Yep. You know, and and that just comes from in the weight room, eating lunch, eating eating with each other, just. Hanging out, man. If you bond your offensive lineman, you you're growing a great relationship to keep you protected. It's smart for any quarterback to get to know his O line. To get to and as far as I know, he's a very liked guy. Yeah, you know everybody liked Joe. Everyone likes Joe, man. I mean, he even got in the picture with the uh, Joe Moore trophy with yeah. the offensive line. Yeah, he got in there. You know, he so, he considers himself an honor, honorary offensive lineman. He so. he. I think he just considers considers himself a part of everything on that team, man. Yeah, you know, I feel like you got to think of so like the way the way I believe is you got a great offense, you have a great defense because you're playing against the best offense. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you have the best defense, you got one of the best offenses because you're playing against the best defense. So I mean, I think he just 
he just brings it. That means everyone else has to bring it. That means if everyone brings it all together, oh my God, you got LSU. You got LSU. Well, you know, this may not make a whole lot of sense, and, and, you know, tell me if I'm wrong about this. They just played like the old, like Coach O's saying, one team, one heartbeat. Yeah. That was who they are. uh, You can see it. Uh, they, They played like one unit. They played as a team. And I don't know if I've ever seen a team do that ever. Yeah, no, I mean, you could tell between Joe and Thaddeus uh, Moss, you could tell that they knew what they were doing before any of us even saw it. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, they they know the play, but you could tell what he – Joe could tell what Thaddeus was going to do just by knowing the guy. Mm -hmm. Oh, they they have a great relationship. Yeah, you know, and it's – it's it's crazy, man. That dude is, I think, with all that given, and is able to throw the ball, to to get out of to get out of sacks, to get out of tackles. That makes him my. That for me, that makes him the best quarterback to have stepped foot on the college football field. That is high praise, man. Yeah. Wow. I think so. Man. And I I have to agree with you. I mean, you know. The quarterback position comes with a lot of leadership roles. Yep. He embodies everything. Yeah. Time. I think if, I you mean, know, for me, if, you know, leadership, I'm, I'm pointing to Joe Burrow. Man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, yeah, I think he, that's something a lot of these quarterbacks these days maybe lack in at the college level. Yeah. Because, I mean, well, the college system for their offense is so simple. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, you got this signal, we do this. Yep. Not a lot of communication. Right. Between yeah. O line quarterback receiver quarterback you know like you know that's why in, in the pro league you got to talk mm-hmm. man i've seen times where the center turn like is under like quarterback's under center he turns around to talk face to face with the quarterback communication's important yeah man. and I, I feel like you bond with it every time you use it on the field and it's just and i think i think joe burrow just brought that with him and man i'll be i'll be damned but I feel like if he does what he did at LSU, he'll be a Hall of Famer. He'll be a Hall of Famer with a couple Super Bowl rings. Yeah. Now, this is an early prediction. Don't, early don't predi- quote I, I mean, mean, how many times have you seen a Heisman Trophy winner get in the league and just flop? It's, you know, we've seen it many times, but I don't know. Something about Joe Burrow, man, is yeah. different. He's, I mean, di- he's have, a different guy. He brings a different kind of game. Like, he does. You know how Lamar Jackson brought his game and it, in, the, in, the, in the essential way? It worked. And the you know? Ravens built an offense around Lamar. Yep. It's yep. what they what they what what the Ravens run run is a read option. Yep, it's Every, a college offense. It's a it's a college built offense, mm-hmm. but with NFL coaching, coaching communication and everything, and it's it's a beautiful work of art. Mm-hmm. I love watching the Ravens play, just because of how you know it it brings like for me. I like watching college football and. The NFL at the same time, so I'm like, oh man, just watching that Ravens offense play, it's like, it's just, it's beautiful, man. You, you don't see much of it. It's a work of art. Yeah, it, it, it was good to see something like that in the pro game now. Yeah, it, it was. It was good to see. You know, that. most teams are scared of it because yeah. they don't want their quarterback getting hurt if they decide to keep it. That's true, and you know. But I feel I, like as a quarterback, it's your fault if you get hurt. You should know when to fight for that yard. Or man, take the slide. You know, 
Well, and that's another thing about Joe Burrow, man. I yep. know this is this isn't the Joe Burrow podcast. Yeah, this folks, ain't the but... Joe Burrow hour. <laughs> but you know, he's, he's I know it the, sounds like it, man. He's great. He's man. on he's on the list of things we're we talking about. We respect greatness on yeah. this show. And he knew when to slide and when to fight. It, it, one of his uh, quotes from this year was when the D lineman hit me hard, I just go harder, man. Yeah, yeah. That fires me up, man. Yeah, he he's good, man. But uh, let's try and take it away from Joe Burrow. He's got <laughs> yeah, a whole segment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, congratulations to the yeah. LSU Tigers, man. What do you what think is, about all these coaching changes up here at Mississippi State and Ole Miss? You know, the state of Mississippi has not been – in the headlines the way they have been since 2014 when State was number one and Ole Miss was number three. I mean, both Mississippi schools are getting positive publicity off this. Right, right. And would you agree that they made coaching, uh, you know, that they have made um, coaching increases, like, uh, you know, an increase of quality in coaching is yes. what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like, Mississippi you know, State has got, I believe, one of the best – what. One of the best air raid coaches. He, I believe, he has perfected the air raid offense. Which people don't know who that is. Know what that is? It's where you pass the ball a lot, and college football is becoming more and more air raid. Like LSU with Joe Burrow. Not to bring him up again. But, okay, <laughs> well, the, a better yeah. example would be Alabama. You know, Alabama. They had some air raid concepts. Yeah. You know, Alabama a couple of years ago was a lot of hand the ball off, RPO, read option with Jalen Hurts. Yeah. And before Jalen Hurts, it was hand a- the ball off. AJ McCarron, hand it to uh, Derrick Henry. Yeah. That's what it you was. Know, Mark, In- you know, Mark Ingram and yeah. all them. Oh, it- yeah. It's Trent Richardson, all those guys. Yeah. You know, it- it- they were a run team. Mm-hmm. Just recently, they started throwing that ball with two, uh, two, I don't know how to say his full name, but. Two a tongue of Iloa. Yeah. Yeah. Him. But I feel like. I feel like Mississippi State's going to bring it in. I feel like they're going to do good with it. When you mean good, what what are you thinking? I'm thinking maybe win eight games. Really? Eight or nine year? games. He did it at Washington State. That's not bad. I don't eight see why he can't games. do it down here. And well, if you can get that eventual ten or eleven win mark, yeah. that you're yeah. going to go. Well, well, when you know, and a lot of people don't understand winning at Washington State is difficult. Yeah. I mean, nobody, you know, nobody can just walk in there and win. Yeah. You know. But like, I, I also feel that playing in the SEC is. It's a different animal. Different. But what Mike was saying in his opening press conference, the recruiting pool down here is so much better. Really? Than it is in Pullman, Washington. Well, I thought yeah. he'd have better recruitment along the line of Seattle, California. Well, his, his deal was. Seattle is, um, you know, that's where the University of Washington is. Yeah. Everybody's wanting to go to the University of Washington. Yeah. And, and, you know, the reality is in the state of Washington, you know, if you're a kid that, you know, a four or five star, which is rare for the state of Washington, you don't get those kind of guys up there. Right. They're going to go to the U of Wash, you know what I mean? Yeah. In Seattle, a booming city. Yeah. And you got Pullman, which is... You know, I mean, it's really not a very good college town. It's on the border of Washington and Idaho. I mean, not it's just not much there. Right, right. So, it's hard to recruit there. And the fact that he won 11 games there a couple of years ago in 2018 he, he has, is remarkable. He has a couple draft. He has a couple guys under him that have been drafted, one being Dillard from Washington State. He's with the Eagles yeah. now, plays tackle. Mm-hmm. One being uh, Garner Minshew. 
Gardner, a native Michigan. in Mississippi. Absolutely, Brandon High School. Brandon native. High School, only about what two hours? Two hours uh, south. Yeah. Yep, two hours away from here. Um, he was he played at Northwest, who, if people don't know, is one of the be- is one of the under East Mississippi and Gulf Coast is the best team. Very solid program. Yes. I, I would consider probably East Mississippi's biggest rival. Would yes. You agree? Yes. I, I, yes. I, they play every year. I, and when you watch the 2015 season on last year, the first season on last year, you. Yep. Garner Minshew was the one throwing that ball all over us, man. He was. He won and, uh, and won the Natty that year because we got in that fight. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I opened the door for him, but. You know, you think about it, you know, when we go practice and play games out on this field over here, you know, I've thought about it many times. Gardner Minshew has played on this field. Yeah. Like, that is insane. Yeah, think about how many people have – how many NFL guys have played on that field overall. That's true. I, I think about that too. You know, Ronald Ollie, who isn't in the league anymore. Avery Genesee. Avery Genesee. Uh, Dakota Allen got, um, got cut from the Rams, picked up by the Raiders. Yep, yep. You know, it's and, it's crazy all the stuff that happens. You know, like you know, you never, you know, growing up in high school playing football, you're like, man, you know, I, I love playing football. You'd never think you'd go to junior college and think, man, I'm playing on NFL ground. Just about, you know, like it's it's crazy. Well, that's what people don't understand about Mississippi ball. Oh yeah, it's different down here. It's man. different. It's man. different. Like you know, the way Texas plays, you know, it's different. Obviously, yeah. The way California plays is different, but a Mississippi man, like you. You playing in the mud. You playing in the woods. Yeah, in the mud in the woods. You're man. playing just different kind of ball. Like it's it's different around here, man. Like I mean, people just, will say, you know, Texas ball's different and harder. I'm like, yeah, same thing with Florida. Florida, great, great programs on there, but not a lot of big programs up here. But we play just ridiculous. I feel like we play it's different, man. It's you know. It's hard to describe it for me. I, you know, like I mentioned that that game against Gulf Coast, man. I mean, just the the atmosphere is different down here. Yeah, it's a big deal to a lot of people. Yeah, junior college especially. You like know, people I mean, take this stuff serious. Yeah, you know, like because you you're representing a community. Yeah, I mean, you got Blinn over in Texas, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you got a couple California JUCOs. You got a couple of Kansas JUCOs. Kansas got a ton, but East Mississippi football junior college. Or not East Mississippi football, but junior colleges overall in East in Mississippi. Man, it's ridiculous, man. And, and you go to play anywhere, it it, it feels besides like Homewa and Mississippi Delta, but yeah, you're you're always going to have your your runs in your in your league. You know, even in the SEC has its runs. Yeah, but, you're going to have your Dolphins in the league. But if I had to, but if I had to compare Mississippi JUCO. To something could be the SEC compared to the rest of the country. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree. It's it's brutal. It's yeah. a fight every week. It's every Thursday night. You're 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 going into practices smashing each other. Absolutely. You don't want to hurt your other teammate because you never know when you need them. But you gotta you gotta train for these guys, man. Yep. One way or Absolutely. another, because they're gonna be just as hard, if not harder. You know, it's 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 gonna be tough. And the preparation, like you said, practice week especially, but. Before the season starts, in the weight room. Oh man, the, the spring, the summer camp, the oh, summer. Oh my goodness! Oh, they're my ridiculous. Goodness. It's hot. It's so hot. Um, and, and I, you know, you do if you're it. not from Mississippi or from the South in general, when we say hot, we yeah. mean hot. Yeah, like hot. Whenever, uh, man, you get about an hour workout in, hour and a half workout in the weight room, then you got a thirty minute run. Yeah. 
And that and the only reason it sounds so short to some people is because the pace we do with that. You're that doing, you're doing and, your one tens really quick, or you're getting, or you're running afterwards, or getting cut. Well, you know, I think, uh, you know, when when people think of, you know, people think they can endure the heat. This Mississippi heat's different because it, it's almost like it just drains the energy out of yeah, you. Yeah, I, I remember fall camp just walking outside and feeling tired. You can like, you can prepare for it all you want. Drink as much water as you want. The second you open up your door to go outside, oh my goodness, it's it's tough, man. It is. It, it's tough on your body, and I think that's why you just. I think Mississippi just produces dogs. Yeah, it's you just know? gritty toughness. Yeah, like just don't get me wrong, man. Respect to Texas ball. Respect. To oh all, yeah. Respect uh, to all these football programs everywhere, but man, we're for, just saying it's different. Yeah, for Mississippi, man, I feel like it's it's different, man. It's tough. I think that's the hardest part about fall camp is to think you take you put fall camp like in in spring weather. You yeah. Know, it is so much easier to deal with. Yeah. I think a lot of people have uh what they would have a lot better attitudes uh about fall camp if it just what is hot, man. Yeah. Goodness gracious. I mean Wake you talking every about day, feel a little breeze. Oh man, you talk about you know, if it's it, if it's almost sunset, it's still like ninety mm-hmm. degrees. Yeah, even at night, man, it's like yeah. eighty. Yeah, at, at still, night when the sun's not out. Yeah, humidity <laughs> is still out though. Yeah. It's tough. You know, it's just I, I remember one fall camp practice. There was some rain. <laughs> oh, I distance. already know what you're talking about. There it was rained. some rain out in the distance, and it missed the practice field. I was like. So oh so everything goodness. so everything surrounding it was steam. Yes. And I think that with that day at practice, at least <laughs> six of us, seven of us fell out from the heat. Yeah. Like, I know I passed out. Um, I had to get IV in my arms. Um, and it was like five other people, man. It was bad. That was a bad, bad day for a lot of us, man. Yeah. It was tough. And then we still had meetings and and. Uh, one more practice we had to go to. It's tough, man. Will we ever see the day where it'd be in the middle of a fall camp practice and just a big old rain cloud no. come on top no. of us and just pour? <laughs> we'll... I learned that in high school, dude. Whenever it's time to practice, <laughs> yeah. it's time to practice. Right. It never rains. If there's practice, one man. thing you know, nature knows is it knows football and it's gonna make you. It's gonna let you get all of it, man. But it just breaks your heart because you just you see a rain yeah. cloud out there and you just hope. Yeah, it just disappears. Like, at like, this man. point, I don't even hope anymore. Yeah, I just looking like God. Oh, there it goes. <laughs> all right, well, that oh, up, man. And, and our practice feels kind of funny. It's like it's a bowl. It's it's in a bowl, it, and it's really almost in the woods. Yeah, like, yeah it's in the woods. Yeah, I mean, I'm I think pretty, I saw. I think I saw an eight point deer the uh, one of the times we were practicing. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. it's dumb, dude. There's a bobcat one time. <laughs> what? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, there's a bobcat, man. It was it was crazy. Man, it, it's just like in his thick woods too. It's yeah, like it, it untouched ain't... by man. Yeah, no, like, this is like this you is know, you don't know what you'll find if you go in there. No, yeah, it, it's a lot of just backwoods. Nothing like it'd be great for hunting. Oh, great, dude, that would great be hunting great. land, but yeah, dude, I, I could get I can get a gun. I could go hunting from on top of the uh oh yeah spot up there yeah it'd be fine yep but man you know one thing we need to talk about was it Tom Brady Thomas Brady that man stay with the Patriots next year oh man he sold all his sold all of his stuff sold everything yeah yeah 
I have a feeling he's he's headed for Miami, Florida. You think, man? What? Absolutely, Florida. Yes, I got that man. Good. Okay, I don't got him going there, but it'd be ironic if he went to the Colts. It would be definitely because of the rivalry. Of, yep, the AFC Championship every time Peyton Manning and him went. Boy, was that fun it, watching that. Just the the, the sheriff and oh, and oh. Tom and the goat. The sheriff and the goat. That's what it was. Man, and the I, sheriff I, decided to retire. Was yeah. I mean. Wasn't a bad idea. No, right? after winning that Super Bowl, go yeah. out on good note. Yeah. Well, I, I, I like I like his decision. Did uh well you know Tom? We don't know where he's going to move. He obviously has sold all of his property in Massachusetts or whatever. He's either going to head uh, to Miami or going to head to San Diego or Indianapolis, like you said. But but I think well, the, let's be honest with ourselves. It has should he have retired after last year's Super Bowl? No, man, he's a competitor. That's true, but. He he embodies the like like we're talking about Joe Burrow leadership. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady embodies com, uh, competitiveness. I would say, I mean, dude, is Joe, is Joe a mini Tom Brady? I know this isn't the Joe Burrow hour. I know we said, but like Joe just that's something we got to see. I mean, I, I, yeah, that's I can't, true. I can't call that early. But now being a leader, looks, it's yeah, different. Just but. a leader, like he he he, but, uh, he looks like a mini. I think Tom. the I think the dark horse. Place for Tom to land would be the Raiders. Okay. I feel like they're gonna get rid of Derek Carr. Which do they need to? <sighs> I don't know, man. He's mediocre at best. Yeah, I, I, I feel di- like he has underperformed years, like a couple years in a row. I got a die-hard friend, and if he hears this podcast, he's gonna be screaming at me about Derek Carr. But man, I don't, I don't think he's gonna last there uh, very long. You know, he's been there for a minute, but. I feel he like hadn't done much, man. No, he went to the playoffs <laughs> one time with Jack Del Rio and lost. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, so. at some point you got to make a change, you know. Boy, what a change that would be. That would be <laughs> – I would be shocked. I mean, you you trade out, a like you said, a mediocre guy for the GOAT. Yeah. Like, that's a pretty good trade-off. Yeah. I mean – You know, it's uh, – I believe they run kind of the same kind of style. Well – they don't because they're more run heavy because, you know, not a lot of receivers to throw to besides Hunter Renfro, who, like, hasn't been talked about. Yeah, hadn't been talked about, but has got to be one of the most clutch wide receivers in the NFL right now. <sighs> yeah, I think he's caught most of the touchdown passes by Carr. And, you know, his college track record oh, it's, speaks for itself. It's, you know, spectacular. Yeah. Spectacular. I mean, game-winning catch in the 2016 National Championship game. Yeah. It, it, he's, he's good, man. I really appreciate for what he did for college football, um, but Tom, dude, oh God, oh, yeah, I'm I'm wrapped around that, dude. I'd be shocked, like you said, if he went to Miami. But I feel like I feel like a funny move would definitely be the Colts. Cause, but they run a a zone scheme in the run game, and their passing game is I think kind of similar to the way they run it in. The, at the Patriots, so I think it'd be a good move for him to go to to Indy, man. Wherever he ends up, immediately gonna, got better. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it immediately gets better, but it's just going to be weird for me not to see him wearing the twelve, 12 in, in that, that navy blue oh, yeah. Patriots uniform. Yeah, that's going to be weird. It'd be funny if if I would. see him wearing, you know, that 
royal blue jersey with, with the, the white stripes, with the white stripes, and the horseshoe on the side of the helmet. Man, that's just gonna be it'd weird. be it'd be weird, man. It'd be so weird. I think uh, I don't I don't know how people adjust to it, but I think it'd be a good move. But uh, so how how do you think the Super Bowl's gonna go, man? The Super Bowl. The Super Bowl between the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. I didn't want either of them teams to go. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, me neither. I, I want to see Green Bay and the Titans. <laughs> I, want, I definitely want to see the Titans in there. Yeah, man. no, I, mean, I was rooting for Derrick Henry the oh, whole way. Oh, absolutely. And Ryan Tannehill, where did he come from? Mm, I mean, the Dolphins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, if you play at Miami, are you, like, destined to be bad there? And, like, once you leave, you're supposed to be good Such a great that? program like, they were, man. Yeah. yeah but... Recently, they have had no luck. Yeah, yeah. at all. Yeah, I mean, everything in Miami is just not going too well. Yeah, it's. You know, I don't even know who their back. I don't even know their. <laughs> I don't even know who their uh, running back is. Yeah, I mean stuff like that. I mean, they're so irrelevant. And you know, I feel like they should have tanked. Yeah, they won their last two games. I think they they beat the Patriots. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they do. It seems like they do. Uh, they beat the Patriots every year in Miami. It seems like. It seems it's like crazy, that. dude. But I don't know, man. The Patriot, the 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 Dolphins are just dumb. You know, but you know, back to the Super Bowl. It, it's it's a it's a weird one. But you got two very good quarterbacks and play. two very high powered offenses mm-hmm. and two good great defenses. Who's the better quarterback? Oh, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I yeah, agree. No, Absolutely. Dude, J- yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo can... Jimmy G, you know, yeah. he's he's got him there. Oh, good. But great backup for the Pats, but... Yeah. Absolutely. And no a, question and, about yeah, it. And a good starter for the 49ers. Yeah. But a, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this because I believe it. I feel like Patrick Mahomes is the next Brett Favre. I, I feel like he's our Brett Favre. Is he, is he, does he give you that gunslinger vibe? Yes. I agree. Yeah. He's a gunslinger. I feel like he's going to win more rings than Brett Favre did. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, it's Brett, Brett uh, probably should have won two more. Yeah, easily. Yeah. But Patrick Holmes did the stuff he's been doing, the way he can dissect a defense with these spot-on passes, the deep balls, the short passes, the... I mean, and the way Andy Reid runs that offense, dude. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a West Coast RPO. For people who don't know, RPO is a run pass option. So, if Patrick Mahomes doesn't want to give the ball to the running back and sees a better, you know, option with the run with the pass, he's gonna sling it. And the stuff they've been able to do with the misdirection, the motions, and everything is ridiculous. And they use their playmakers. Yeah, they get the playmakers the football. Yeah, like Tyree Hill, dude. Oh my god, he destroyed the uh, the Titans. Patrick Mahomes ran all over the Titans as well, man. It's ridiculous. The stuff I saw that game was oof, was tough. You know, I <laughs> I, th- I think it says a lot about the Chiefs, uh, you know, psyche and and mental strength. But yeah. they were down twenty four nothing to the Houston Texans. Yeah, and which isn't a horrible team. Yeah, yeah, no, they're they're a good team with Deshaun Watson, man. I feel like they need to grow a little bit more. Yeah. Get a more get some more defensive guys. Oh yeah, uh, probably a better off uh, a little bit better offensive line. I mean, they they upgraded with Larmy Tunsil from the Dolphins. Uh, like Ole Miss they, guy. Yeah, yeah, he came from Ole Miss, man. It sucked about his draft stock, but who cares? You're in the NFL. He went on a playoff team. He's making money. Um, but yeah, it's it's crazy, man. 
Uh, I, I'm not gonna lie, dude. I want the Chiefs to win this one. I do too. I agree. Um, I didn't want to see either of these teams in there, but I want the Chiefs to go. Yeah, I didn't really want to see the Niners. Uh, you know, representing the uh, the NFC, I obviously wanted to see the Saints. Yeah, <laughs> I big to see Saints, the Saints fan. Uh, now there is a thing about the the pass. I will say. Um, that was more of a fight for the ball with Kyle Rudolph. Mm, and was it? I think so, but mm. and the only reason they're going to give it to him is because he's a big guy, a huge guy, yoked, jacked. And if they fight for it, dude, and he comes up with it, they they can't throw it to the they can't you know, like he's going to come down with it, and it's hard to it's hard to beat someone like that, you know. That's true. But, but like, it did look yeah. like he extended his arm. Well, the thing is, it was, it was a hand fight, you know. Like with him being that big, it'd be different if he two like two hand push him. But he's that strong to get extension. And I mean, you gotta think of it this way, you know. It's like it's like a holding call on offensive line. Mm-hmm. If some dude's big and dominant, and uh, let's say like you're going against me, and you kind of just break my hip a little bit, then I mean, are they gonna throw it on me? Probably not, because I'm huge. So you're saying the refs kind of have a little bit of they, expectation, sort of like, a, well, I feel like they, they anticipate a, stuff. No, or? I feel like they got a gray area that they gotta they gotta operate in within some stuff. Now, don't get me wrong; these refs have been terrible for any team. If, like a lot of the NFL games I watch, the refs are terrible. But when, when it comes to a what six four six five two hundred and sixty seventy pound uh, like jackhammer of a man to a 510 um maybe 180 pound 200 pound corner I mean come on now like that the, the stats line up the it's just it's tough it's tough to play that that's True. a tough call you know like I see it all the time and it, it's it's tough to play you it know, upset me though oh no man. don't get me wrong it, I was man, mad I was, I was upset, man. upset but I was man I was yelling that's a flag but know? but now that you look back at it and realize yeah. this dude is huge and he would you know uh, where, that guy, where did the Saints go after this, losing back-to-back years at home? In the playoffs? Oh, you mean back-to-back-to-back? To back to back? <laughs> oh, Lost back three to back years back, in a row, yeah. but they went yeah. to Minnesota the last time. Minnesota, Minnesota Miracle. Yeah. Um, at at home in the Dome the past two years, man. That's, that's, that's tough yeah, to beat the Saints in the Dome. Oof, oof. That's, a, that's, that's, that's a morale destroyer Yeah. It, to the players. You know, it, it, I just why can't the Saints pull it out at home? In the playoffs, I don't man. That's their domain. I, I mean, in the regular season, you just don't win at the dome. It just don't happen. Yeah, you know, if you're not the Saints. Yeah, you know, it just don't happen. But in the playoffs, it seems like the Saints crack a little bit. I don't know, man. I think it. Uh, I I couldn't tell you, dude. You know, watching the Saints, I I, I love. I'm not trying to be biased towards the Saints at all. I, I love the way Sean Payton does his playbook. It's so it's so crafty. Yeah. It's so it's 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 awesome, uh, but one one area the Saints have lacked in, which everyone knows, is their defense a little bit. Um, what happened in Minnesota? Uh, from what I heard, Sean Payton told him to not get a touchdown, so he and also not get a flag. So he kind of bit a little early, kind of hit him. Uh, last year, I, that was a flag. I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> like, oh, like, no, no he question hit him, about it. You know, five yards. But even still to knock him down and disrupt the pass before the pass is even thrown to him, that's a flag. Over, like, you look at the rules, that's a flag. Rams shouldn't even win. Um, uh, because the Saints were scoring on that drive. I mean, oh, it, yeah. the Saints were Yeah, scoring. but, I mean, every coach is going to tell you, and 
Or just a regular, you know, every coach basically is going to be like, well, they should have done this earlier in the game to win, which is true, but when it comes to crucial moments like that, yeah, like like I said, with the Kyle Rudolph touchdown, that's tough. That's that's tough for the refs, man. Like it didn't, he didn't have any, like he might have extended a little bit, but he didn't flick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if you've pushed someone, you're going to do that. Yeah. He kind of did it, laid it right there, and then he just got separation. That's all it was. Mm. You know, he didn't physically. I mean, he probably did. I mean, you never know with those cases, but from from what I saw, it was like he didn't forcefully push him. It wasn't blatant. So that's good by him if he did that. Saints fans uh, are upset back-to-back years with the yeah. ref. I know the initial reaction was, you know, upset. You know, they thought it was a push-off and stuff, and they're like, man, the ref did it to us again. But, you know, like you said. I mean, There's a gray area yeah, they got to operate area, in, yeah. you know, and they're not uh, – they get random refs during the yeah. playoffs from everywhere. But it just hurts to see it the does. Saints oh, it does. at home. Yeah, like, you uh, know, I'm, I've grown up a Saints man. fan, yeah. but that's tough. That's something that's hard to beat. Well, the Saints – ever get back to the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Man, come on now. Yeah. You know, hopefully within the Drew Brees era, but... Gosh. Can they keep this team together? Michael Thomas? I feel like one of them's going to blow up because something's happening. I feel like if they know it's not a team error, like Mm -hmm. they know they're doing everything they can, then yeah, they're going to keep that team. But I feel like the second or the multiple times someone messes up and they lose because of that person, oh, someone's going to Someone's gonna get cut or get or want to trade or you know something like that. Uh, but yeah, you know uh, the Niners. Pretty simple road to the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, I feel like two they, games at home dominated them both. I feel like when they played the the Packers, they ran that ball. Yeah, the they played time. the Packers game. Yeah, they they not a lot of like they did. They got outside their playbook. They ran that thing, dude. It was that I think the running back had two hundred and thirty six yards. He was close to breaking the um, single game playoff rushing yards. That's, That's how much they fed him, man. Wow! And he was getting like five to ten, five to six, seven yards a carry. He was he was good, man. Well, you know, I I, I don't think. Well, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think the I think the Chiefs' defense is better than the Niners' defense. So I think you know you gotta. That's a big song. Uh, that's a big dude. Someone's gonna get you on that one. For really? That. You think so, dude? Nick Bosa, DeForest Buckner. Yeah, but you got Richard Chris Jones Stone. on the line yeah. for the for the Chiefs and, and Tyron Matthew and the yeah. and, and the safety. I don't know. We'll see, man. We'll see when it comes. Tyron Matthew, there. good trade. Oh yeah, awesome yeah, trade. He, he was lackluster when he was on the uh, Texans, but man, he showed up for the Chiefs. Man, he was man. different. Yeah, he he he's he was something else in college. Yeah, at LSU, yeah, the this honey is the, badger. I get, yeah, this may I, I know this sounds like the LSU podcast, but man, we just we just appreciate greatness. Yeah, it's show. it's everywhere, man. You know, as of right now, it's from LSU. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, if Oklahoma would have won the national championship like this, we'd probably be, oh Jalen Hurts. Did man, you yeah. see they gave him a double sided helmet? I saw that. How so do you the, feel about that? I feel like it's fantastic. I'm happy for Jalen. I'm, gl- I'm glad they did that. You know, because he did his years. At, I like Jalen. He did his years at Alabama. I know, but he, he finished at Oklahoma, so I think he should get just oh, the man. single Oklahoma. No, no, I, I like what they did. And yeah. He gets to keep that forever now, technically, yeah. unless they want to take it, which would be dumb. But well, he said uh, the the guy said 
they're gonna make two one for like to sell it for charity or whatever and one that Jalen can keep that's so. I, I like what they did man. yeah I'm not gonna lie that was so apparently you don't have any hard feelings towards Bama who Jalen yeah I wouldn't either yeah no he, I mean he probably talked to the coaches saying oh I'm a you know I like I mean you got this guy coming up you know he's obviously the future so I'm going to go to Oklahoma, do the best I can. And I'm pretty sure Nick Saban was like, okay, I mean, you've done your time here. You've got us to these places. So, you know, you can do that. I feel like Jalen doesn't get as much credit as he should. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm the biggest Jalen Hurts fan in America. <laughs> oh, no. What are you talking about? Dude? I, I love what this guy does. Man. I love what he does. Do we already talk about him being a joker already? I feel like he, that's what he is, man. He's not an NFL quarterback, you think? <sighs> no, I don't want he, I feel like he would try to be. Uh, if they needed him to be, he would. If he goes to the right organization and quarterback don't pan out for him, they're going to pull him aside, Jalen. Yeah. Be a joker. Yeah. Pl- you, you're a joker. Yeah. Please, you know? please play every position. And if, and if he don't want to be a joker, that's that's stupid. Yeah. No. Nah, <laughs> that, but I think I saw him agree to be like, yeah, I want to be like Taysom Hill if they'd have me like that. He said that? I think. I've, I think. Don't quote me, but I remember seeing somewhere him, him being like, I think it'd be awesome if I was like that. Because he knows he's like that. Yeah. You know? He's yeah. ridiculous. He ran the ball. Catch he, know, the ball. he knows he's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. You know? It was just bad luck that he got, got whooped by LSU. Did you watch the uh, Oklahoma-Alabama game last year in the college football playoff? No. The Orange Bowl? No. He lined up as a wide receiver one play. See what I'm saying? And, like, it was a jet sweep, and he got the ball, ran for a first down. Yeah. Like, this dude I mean, I was do, like, this guy. Dude could do everything. I think, yeah. But I think more teams should open up to a joker position. Mm-hmm. Now, some teams will, you know, obviously stay in the Will they draft for it eventually, you think? I don't think until more teams open up their playbook to it. Like, the Saints obviously opened up. They're the first team I've seen so, with something do it so consistently. Um you know, same with the Ravens. They're they're probably going to have more read option guys, you know. I feel like our generation is going to have just people like Taysom Hill, Lamar Jackson. Th- do it all, man. Why not Why not be a jack of all trades and oh, yeah. be able to disrupt defenses and make, make it harder for the defense? Mm-hmm. I feel like it's great. And, like, when I, like, I want to coach. So, whenever I'm coaching, I'm going to find me someone who can do almost all of it, throw them in the mix. And, you know, I think it, I think it really opens up your playbook and really makes you unpredictable. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think everyone should open up to it. Uh, now, I mean, if, if you keep winning the, the same way you've been winning, man, leave it alone. But I feel like in this next coming couple years, that joker, quote-unquote, position, as, as Taysom Hill is, it's going to blow up. Especially teams that may struggle offensively. Yes. Do something. Throw something out there. Yeah. Screw it. Yeah. Yeah. Might as well. Yeah. Yep. So. Well, that's all. That's all the time we have for now. See you next week. And we'll see you next week. You are listening to Podcast You live from East Mississippi Community College. I'm Hunter Mitchell. No, I'm Ethan Anderson. And uh, you know. I'm sure we've all heard by now, uh, Sunday morning, Kobe Bryant and his daughter passed away in a helicopter crash near Los Angeles, California, and um, this was uh, a very tragic and sudden loss for the basketball community. Well, I think it was a loss for just the community overall. Yeah. I think he, I mean, for me, he's had a bit, me and my buddy, uh, he's had a big impact on how we just approach 
you know, everything that has come into our lives and how we handle it. And I think uh, with what he what he does or what he did and how he did it was just ridiculous. There, I don't think there's ever going to be a Kobe ever again. I don't think so either. He's one of those guys that, you know, I admire him for several reasons. But one of them is when it's a close game late in the fourth quarter, you give the ball to Kobe Bryant and yeah. he's going to make something happen. Yeah, I think you know? he uh, definitely introduced more of the uh, ISO ball you see now. You know, I mean, like James Harden, Kyrie Irving, you know, one versus five kind of deal. I believe it. And I think, man, it's, he's just he he was he was a beast, man. It's uh, and it was crazy because I was sitting there in bed. I woke up, and uh, at about eleven o'clock, eleven thirty, uh, my friends blew up my phone that Kobe has passed away, and I and it was uh, I was shocked. You know, it's you never really know what you got until you lose it with like especially with Kobe, man. That's true. That's true. Was, and. Was, Go ahead. You know, uh, I think something that uh, – another thing I admire him for is his work ethic. Yeah. He trained, you know – I mean, like he was competing for a spot on the team. Yeah, no, he you came know? in there like a rookie every yeah, time. Yeah, he did. I remember uh, this one time I was reading something – he, uh, oh, it was a speech by him. He was like, uh, okay, so let's say you wake up around uh, 8 o'clock. You know, you breakfast. Then you go work out from 9 to like 11, two hours. And then you got to rest for that part of the day. And then you go, then once you're done resting, you go to like 7 or, you know, you work out from 7 to uh, 9. You know, that's another session. Then you go to bed and restart. Well, he's like, what if you wake up at 3 o'clock or 4 o'clock and you get a session in at, uh, six o'clock to eight o'clock rest. You know, hang out with your family. Then you get another session in at like twelve to two, and then just um, and then like six to eight, and then one more at night. He's like, that's four sessions right there. And he he just oh god, you know it's it's tough, it's tough. He's brought a lot of like for everyone listening. I assume you like sports and have competed or anything like that he's he, he's definitely brought just the work ethic that we know and and do today especially and it's it, it's hard to beat something like that with him yeah i heard you know i heard a story about uh jay williams young kid right out of duke i think it might have been his rookie season they were going to play the lakers and you remember the lakers at this time you know were winning all the championships with yeah. kobe and shaq and they were playing in Los Angeles in the Staples Center that night. And he thought to himself, okay, you know, I'm playing a championship caliber team. I want to go to the arena early and get some shots up. Yep. And uh, he got there uh, probably about, you know, three or four hours before the game, got some shots up. And he looks across the the court, and there's Kobe, you know, putting, you know, a couple hundred shots up before the game. And uh, – I think later that night they played the game and Kobe had a, a fantastic game. Right, right. And after the game, uh, Jay walks up to Kobe and says, uh, you know, why'd you come in early? You know, like, you know. And he said, because I saw you come in. Yeah. Taking shots. Yeah. Like, that's his mentality. When people talk about the mama mentality, yep. I mean, he, you're just not going to outwork him. You know, you're just not. Yeah, We there was one thing. He was like... He he just wanted to make people not even want to play, mm-hmm. not even want to play the game. Yeah, 
And that's professional sport. That's a professional. You're getting paid for it. These are the best players in the world. Yeah, and you're getting paid to do something you love. And he just wants to take that away from you. He is the definition of a competitor. Yeah, no, I think it's him, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, and just people like them. Man. Mm-hmm. You can't. You, it's you, you can't find them. This is a. This is a. Like I said, a very tragic. Yeah. Tragic loss to. An icon, you know, somebody people all around the world look up to and look up to for the right reasons. Especially with his daughter. Yeah, that's, daughter that's another And another everyone thing. else in that in that crash, you know, he, he had uh, everyone else in there was affiliated with the with the basketball team he was gonna go coach. And I think it was uh two I think it was like four parents and two other kids. And uh, a baseball coach and his yeah, wife. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the yeah. other two, and uh, another husband and wife and their kid. And it's just crazy. I've been reading a lot of stuff. I've I read something today. It was the. It was just bad weather, man. And yeah. the pilot just kept going through, and you're not supposed to do that, from what I read. And he was, you know, and he was kind of, you know, get COVID in this game. But it's 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 tragic, man. Especially for the kids involved and the parents and the families, and uh, I mean, just the world. I'm, I'm pretty sure is mourning over the loss of Kobe Bryant. They definitely are, and uh, you know, I don't know uh, if you watched the documentary on uh, Aaron Hernandez. Yeah, yeah. On Netflix, I hadn't got a chance to watch it yet, but. Some of the things I've heard. Oh, I've just man, yeah. I've, I've sat there and watched that. The, the first time I saw it, I've watched that whole night. I watched all three episodes. Oh, there was. I thought it was just one long documentary. No, it's three episodes. Oh, wow. Now the way the way it's said is kind of cut weird. So like, at one point it'll you know go further than what it's telling you, and then backtrack a lot. So, but it's just it's. I think so. It talks a lot about his upbringing. His. Uh, his his mental health as a human being, and uh, I think all of those are factors in in what he did, uh, especially the uh, the uh, mental health. You know, uh, he you know he came up from oh, where was it? Connecticut, I think. Yep, and uh, I'm a, uh, you know I'm not gonna spoil it, but for you obviously, but yeah. Um, just with the CTE, man. How do, how do you feel about CTE? How do you, how do you perceive CTE? Well, I think it's. I mean, I think it's a problem in football today. Uh, you know, the NFL's addressed it, and the college game has definitely made uh, strides to type, uh, to try to take certain hits out of the game, which I think is great. But we got to really look into, you know, these young men. They put their bodies out on the line every week. And, you know, several years down the road, they're feeling the effects of it. You know? Right, right. And in some cases, it's hurt marriages and relationships with family. So, we really got to look at, you know, we made the game safer, well, but well, how are we going to make it, you know... definitely tell you how to do the project. How are we doing? Good, how are you? You guys been to a podcast? Yeah. Like a legit, yeah. like, like it's not like, a project. No, it's like no. Spotify and everything. Yeah. 
This is episode two. Yeah. Are you ever gonna feature me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you feature me right now. I gotta do a couple calls and I'll be back. I swear. <laughs> uh, <laughs> next segment, yeah, we you, have a uh, Coach Portez uh, on with us. Also known as Coach P, our linebackers coach, our linebackers coach here at EMCC. Uh, but uh, CTE, like I said, we, we've made long strides. You know, the NFL's addressed it. The college game is taking hits out of the out of the game. In practice, we have less contact during the week. But like I said, this has hurt families. This has hurt marriages. I mean, we really have to do something extra about this, whether it be helmet technology or something, because people's lives are really. I wouldn't say destroyed, but boy, are they taking a... Affected. They're really affected. affected, That's for sure. That's a good word for it. One one of the big first cases was uh, Mike Webster on Mm -hmm. that Steelers team a while back. I mean, Mm -hmm. a while back. Uh, You know, he played center. And, dude, the things I've... You know, the movie uh, Concussion, I think, with Will Smith in it? Yeah, Will Smith, the doctor, protesting the NFL. Yeah, because of concussion. It's like that whole Steelers team was messed up because of them. Uh, and I think just with Aaron Hernandez, I think he had a real bad case of CTE and how he grew up. And man, there in the documentary, he says he might have killed more people while he was at college. It's just a perfect storm for him, I think. Yeah, I mean, it, playing all of his life on the football field, they're telling how many concussions he's really had. Yeah, you know, and just, I mean, as a player, I can attest to that. I've, I've yeah. definitely had some. That I didn't tell people about. Because you know, I want to play some more. Didn't want to, you know, get out. What do they feel like exactly? I've never had a concussion. One. Yeah, because oh, uh, it could be a lot of things. Yeah, uh, for most people, it's nausea. You know, bright lights hurt them. A uh, ring in the ears. Um, but sometimes, man, your adrenaline's just going, and you don't realize you have one until the game ends, and you know, you wake up the next morning, and you're in pain, up, you know, in the brain, and it's tough, man. Like, it just having them. I've had at least maybe five. Wow. And I've, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a freshman in college. Yeah. So, so and he's played in the NFL. Yeah, you know, dude, that dude. For years. That, that dude took it home. Yeah. Like a lot of them NFL legends we see, man. But what's surprising is he's still a relatively young guy and felt effects from it, you know, like I said, uh, as was, a young guy. Yeah, he was, so uh, these effects aren't necessarily super down the road. Yeah, he was 23, 22, and it was just. A mix of the people he knew and just everything. He got hit in the head. And I think that's what happened to Antonio Brown. I agree. I, th- I think after he got rocked a couple times, he... And, you know, he is recently... Uh, he went to jail. Uh, yeah, he should. Uh, from he, what I've heard, and, and probably getting life in prison. Had uh, 100K bond. But something about... I, I read today, it was something about... He was declared mentally ill or something. Really? Something, yeah, something like that. I've not seen that. Uh, he he is. Uh, I saw where he might, you know, go. I don't know how good of information this is. Because um, he, man, after but after he might happened, go to maybe mental health. Really? Yep. That's. That's crazy, man. Because after the Raiders, dude, that was. And I thought the Raiders, like, man, the Raiders gonna be the next big thing. Yeah. And then what? It was his helmet that he had a big fuss over. Yeah, his helmet, which it could have easily been fixed, and you know he gave the Raiders front office a really hard time with that. 
Yeah, well, okay, well, on the player's end, I feel like you need the right equipment. Oh, absolutely, I agree. You know, and the equipment you've been using is comfortable. Mm-hmm. I think Tom Brady hasn't changed his shoulder pads since college or something like yeah. that. You know, and I mean, it's it's comfortability, obviously, but when it's outdated, man, yeah. and that dude's been hit. Mm-hmm. I think Vontez Beerfect, like, knocked him out during <laughs> yeah. the game yeah. with that helmet. Yeah. So, I mean, at some point, you need to, I think, mature a little bit and, you know, obviously change your equipment for the better. He, yeah, he definitely could have, uh, you know, been, you know, he, he could have been better in that situation with the Raiders. But, you know, the Raiders could have also been better. Yeah. They they need to give their players the best equipment so they can feel comfortable, so they can play the game, on, you know, yeah. comfortably. I mean, it's, I, I, again, I think it just comes down to the way he's been acting lately is just how he's been hitting the head, dude. He's mm-hmm. been hit by some big people, big bodies. I think that's the danger in the NFL. You look at guys that are bigger, faster, stronger than even on the college level. Oh, and I that's it, why, I think you know. results to high school as well. Yeah. Because in high school, I mean, if you're a, if you're a decent you know, player, and you might have some colleges looking at you, you're not going to want to come out. You're going to want as much film as possible and show them coaches that, man, I'm here. And you say that about junior college. Yeah, I mean, I, spe- I, think, it, I think it's way worse than junior college because... This is really your last chance, isn't it? I mean, technically it could be, yeah. yeah. You get two, two years, maybe a year and a half. I mean, if you're us, you get a year and a half. Yep. And uh, it's... I mean, when you see all them coaches on the sideline and you get up limping, oh, man, you can see them writing down something on their book, you know? But it's crazy because, I mean, you're going to go back out there. I mean, even if you're a prideful person, you're going to go back out there say you're fine. Mm-hmm. And it just... I just feel like there's less margin for error in junior college than maybe high school yes, in that case. absolutely. Because you only have... Well, in our case... In Mississippi, I don't know about Kansas or Texas or wherever, but we only have nine games promised to us. Yep. You know? Nine nine promised games. Yeah. Those nine go by so fast. They do. And it's ridiculous. There's no bye week, so it's nine weeks. Yeah. And, you know, high school, we got 11 promised weeks. I mean, it was almost a – I mean, sort of like a, a college football season. I mean, almost, you know, And, man, you can tell when people are feeling it, just getting beat down every week. Yep. Yeah, you know, they're at the end of the season, man. It's just – if you ain't making the playoffs, it's just these not these last two or three games are just going out with a bang at most if you're not hurt. And uh it's just I I think it's crazy, man. Like and I and we got a game on Saturdays. Yeah, uh homecoming's always on a Saturday, so tradition here and playoff games are on a Saturday. So it's junior college is weird in a way the way it flips it, up the it schedule. Flips. And also, what's really strange about junior college, big-time schools play on Saturday, so the games are more spread out, you know? Yeah. You get yeah. the – you don't really get a weekend, so it's just kind of like you play a game right back to school, you know? Yeah. Junior college, you play a game, you get a weekend. You can go home, man. Then, yeah. Like, then back to school, and then bam, it's Thursday. I can't tell you how many times I woke up – like, I went to bed on Thursday night from washing clothes after a game. And waking up and it being like, you know, Thursday morning we're playing another game. Yeah, that's yeah, what it felt like. That's crazy, how man. that's how fast it goes. That's and that's the thing you can't get hurt. And I think no. I think that's what happens in the NFL. They just it's so it's muscle. It's like built into a player. Mm-hmm. 
that I'm not getting hurt. Yeah. Unless it's one you can't walk on, you can't physically get up from, unless it's one of those. I feel like it's just that's how it's ingrained in a lot of these players. I mean, me including. I don't like getting hurt. There are times where I got leg whipped and I felt like something broke, but, man, I'm fine. I'm getting back out there. Yeah. And I just I think that leads back to just coaching, like coaches saying, you know, there's a lot of things. But, you know, at some point, yes, play through play 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 through being hurt, but you can't play through an injury. No. Play through no. An, if you try and play through an injury, you're just going to get hurt worse, man. That's true. All that's right? true. And, and that's something kids don't really understand these days. That's what something – that's what – Parents and fans don't understand. Yeah. I think, I mean, you know, I think kids in high school or in, in sports, you know, they're, they're at this, seniors especially, they're understanding, oh, if I'm hurt, you know, it's it's going to be tough. You're going to have to move some spots around and do all that. But I just think it's a big thing for the, for the fans and the, and the um, everyone watching. You know, I'm fixing to get on a soapbox here, but, you know, I played high school football in this state. And I think toughness is something preached in every program yes. in this state. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> There's a line. Would you agree? To, like you said, kids, it's just pounded in it, in them, you know, play through whatever. you got to be tough. you got to do this and that. But like you just said, when you get injured, you can't play with it. Yeah. You know, you're just going to get hurt more. So... I feel like kids these days are scared to say something because they may be looked on as weak. Oh, absolutely. You know, like right now I'm I'm injured. Yeah. I got I got a messed up shoulder and I can't yeah. I can't bench. I can't do a lot of uh, pressing like presses. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I definitely you know feel like and I think it just comes from letting down a team, letting down the team. Yeah. Like man, I can't do a whole workout. I feel like I'm letting down a team, man. Yep. Um, I mean, obviously the stuff that doesn't require me to do any presses. Oh, I'm. I'm hitting every workout hard because I can't do, you know, presses right now. And uh, I just feel like it's the peer pressure. Yeah. You know, I I feel like that's, oh, dude, especially in the NFL. Yeah. It's the money. Oh, Oh, that's a motivation there. You're not playing. You're getting no money. That's true. You know, that's true. That's a bigger motivation than letting down the team. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. Because you're, you you know, most of these guys have families. Yeah. And they got to care for them. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, yes, they're getting paid a lot of money. A I lot. Mean, we're not just talking about five figures, six figures. We're talking seven figures, yeah. sometimes eight. Now, these guys are, you know, when you talk about, like you said, you know, not playing. Yeah. You ain't, I mean, you're you're not missing out on five bucks. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know, you're, you're, you're not you're, missing out on 50000 You're missing out on stuff that you support your family with. Yeah. I, mean, I know people who support, like, their mothers, their oh, dads. It doesn't just family. go beyond their wife and kids. Yeah. It goes, you know, like that first game. The check, whole family the tree. First game check. Oh, dude, people are buying their mama or dad something. A house, a car, something. Yeah, and it's. I think that's what's kind of hurting a lot of these players. Not yeah. gonna lie, they they have they have done some things to you know. I, I feel like the quarterback getting hit rule has been kind of over. That's over, too much. Overdone. I mean it. I mean. Like, like I said, Matthews, where yeah. it was like three games in a row. Yeah. He put precision tackling. Yeah. Great form tackling. They yeah. throw a flag on him. Oh, man, that's... Well, I think, you know, you, you can put all these rules in place to keep from getting injured and protecting players, you know, heads or whatever, uh, which I think is great. But 
it I mean, it looks like we're overdoing it. It's getting to a point where we're not playing football anymore with stuff like that. Would you agree? Uh, yeah, because I feel like, man, college, I've seen quarterbacks get laid out. Oh, yeah. And it oh. not, nothing be called. Yeah, not a thing will be called. But in the NFL, I mean, don't get me wrong, a lot of these guys are franchise players. They need their players. You know, a lot of big bucks going to these guys, quarterbacks especially. And, uh, you know, but I feel like if it's a, a good tackle, they're not doing anything extra. And if the quarterback hits the ground a little too hard, that ain't the tackler's fault. No. It's just momentum. Yeah, it's football. That's something you can't stop. Yeah. And I feel like they kind of overdo that. And the refing this year, in the past three years, have been just terrible all around. <laughs> yeah. All around, every yeah. team. Yeah. Not, yeah. I mean, well, you can look back on some critical moments. Yeah. The famous Saints and Rams yeah. pass, or no, no call, yeah. no pass no fruits call. Uh, the Des Bryant catch in Green Bay. Yeah. yeah, he caught the ball. Yeah. <laughs> um, just oh, man. No, I don't even start on rest. Like that's not even on the schedule. But yeah, but, we're uh, we're just getting on a soapbox here, folks. Yeah, and it's it's crazy, man. Yeah. And, but back on to the CTE with Aaron Hernandez and Antonio Brown. I feel like they could have. I feel like they they. They need to have studies. Like now, people are having uh, like counselors come in and you know kind of check their mental health. Yeah, which is great, you know. And the, like you know, I mean, the NFL has made a lot of strides to study it and prevent it. So is the college game. But there's got to be more we can do because we're still having problems with it. I think it comes down to, uh, well, I can't say that. It's, I mean. You can only do so much yeah. in the NFL, especially in the game we play. That's true. You're right. Absolutely. It's a physical so sport, but I feel like we can do a little more. Like, man, rugby? Yeah. Rugby does it right. Rugby does it right. Very form and precise Very form. Dude, I've seen, like, people say, oh, rugby's the real man sport. Oh, man, he's good. He's scaring me, Coach. Is this live right now? Yeah, yeah. no, we're, we're on. Yeah. Yeah. But, so, uh. All right, hold on. As a East Mississippi coach, can you tell us what it's like to coach us us guys up here? And be around the managers? Yeah, and just tell us Co- what it's like. Coaching the players, it's it's fun. I love it. I mean, obviously we do it. Um, at times, I don't have children of my own, but I can understand when parents get frustrated with their children. Uh, but it's awesome, man. Can't complain. I mean, winning a lot last year didn't go as planned, but... We plan getting back on track. And the manager, since I've been here, every year there's been... My first year, there were only really two managers that were pretty good. But I loved them. Chris right. O'Berry and Samoa. I don't remember Samoa's real name. He was uh, he was from Mississippi. <laughs> but he looks Samoan. I yeah. Mean, ask Coach Collins. He looks Samoan. Last year, the 18th season. The 18th season. I can't remember who it was in the 18th season. Oh, we, I had Payne George, your buddy. Yeah. I loved him. Uh, Nigel, and I think I think those are the main two. Uh, the other ones, though, I'm not gonna lie to you, sucked. Really? They all were managers that were trying to be walk-on football players. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. And then this year, I got Hunter, I got uh, Champagne Poppy, I got Trey, Brandon Rush. Those are my guys, and Austin. But the first group. Of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's my core. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so good managers this year. I believe so. Good group. They did it. This is since I've been here, and when I mean good managers, I mean as a whole. Yeah. Because, like, you would have thought, like, the guys that we had when I got here in 17, they were phenomenal. But it was literally just them two doing everything. Ooh. 
It was literally just them two doing every little thing. I mean, that's tough. And last year was we had Pena and Nigel. It was just like two or three, and forgive me for whoever I'm missing. But this year, like as a whole collective, like you know how we just have one guy, a snug that left. That yeah. Was like that. Other than like last the in seventeen, everyone was like that, and then just two guys. Right. Wow. Right. But yeah, uh, do you mind sticking around for a little bit and talking some NFL draft? What's up, hit me. All right. Uh, you know, we got the draft picks right here, and we're going to take a look into uh, Jeremiah's draft board. Uh, Who's Jeremiah? Uh, a writer for uh, NFL.com. Uh, All I know. Daniel Jeremiah. I'm not, I'm not a, I mean, I grew up in Miami. I like the Dolphins, you know, the hometown team. Yeah. When mm. I got to about elementary, middle school, I started really liking the Steelers because I had a friend that was a big-time diehard Steelers fan. He's got them tattooed, and... Got a lot of guys I like. Joey Porter. Uh, this is before James Harrison. Joey Porter, James Ferrier, Troy Polamalu Ryan. They had just a Ooh, bunch of guys. Jerome that, Bettis. Yeah, yeah. I know you're talking about that. Willie Parker. And Ben Roethlisberger is my guy. That's my guy till I, till I die. Really? Ben Roethlisberger there's, is my guy. And then came Patty Mahomes. There's people who do not like that man. Yeah? In, in Pittsburgh. Why? Because. You know, I, from what I heard. He's yeah. been at three Super Bowls, one, two. I mean... Do you want to go through the uh, yeah, yeah, top, yeah, top go to, 10? Go to the 15. All right, um, 15 man. all right, we'll go to the top 15. All right, so Daniel Jeremiah, NFL.com uh, writer, he says Chase Young, defensive lineman from Ohio State, goes number one overall. What do you think? Negative. It's going, I, I believe. To the Bengals. It's going to be. Are you asking me what I think or who I think it's going to be? What? Well, who do you think it's going to be, or what do you think about yeah. Chase Young and who? And I think Chase agree? Young. I mean, we can all agree he's a baller. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that man is. I filthy. think personally, he might be the best since I've been around. Because I know some people are going to be like, "Oh, well, you never saw Reggie White." Well, yeah, I wasn't born. <laughs> okay. Uh, since I've been actively keeping up with college football and all that, even like with coaching and all that, since Javadian Clowney, I know. His junior year was nothing like Josh White. Uh, jo- uh, Chase Young. Chase, Chase Young. Young. I mean, Chase Young had a way better junior year because Javadin had come, yeah. checked out. I think he's the best defensive end since that. Really? What do you think? Uh, I, man, I've watched a lot of film on that dude this year. Yeah. He's he's a monster. I mean, you yeah. got he's Wisconsin the, triple team. Yeah. And Wisconsin yeah. offensive linemen usually yeah, play yeah. outside. Pretty good. No, yeah. they're always going to the NFL. Like yeah. I think everyone in that offensive line last year got drafted or yeah. got picked up in free agency. And they did everything to try and stay away from him. They yeah. triple teamed him in the past, bro. They had a running back, a fullback, and a left tackle on him. You know yeah. what play I'm talking? You saw it. Yeah, it was it was filthy. That dude is is disgusting. I think he's every. I think he's worth his pick. Do you think he's? Uh, you think, so you, you think he's going question. to the Bengals? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not saying he's not worth the number one pick, but is he what the Bengals need? I don't uh, think so. I think as Andy Dalton. Did at the end of the season, yeah. not not you know not the big bulk of it. At the end, he kind of got better, quote unquote, to maybe stay there one more year. But I don't know. One more year gets you fired. Yeah, but that's the thing. I don't know if if he can. If he I mean, can. this ain't the perfect storm. You know how it was like Ed Orgeron going to LSU. Yeah, yeah. Like, how is that not the perfect storm? Like Joe Burrow going back to Ohio. That would be crazy. Yeah. Born and raised there. Ohio State fans love him because he never did them wrong. Right. Uh, his Heisman speech, like, he thanks all the Ohio State coaches. You know what I mean? Like, goes back to the Bengals. I mean, come on. 
Yeah, I think, uh, but I think what they need now is definitely a quarterback. But I, I mean, I don't know. Uh, yeah. But the pick is Josh. Uh, John, why do I keep on saying Josh? Chase Young. Chase Young. I keep on thinking Joshua. Chase Young is like, yeah, I think if they have a like, if they, for example, if they were the Giants, you're stupid to not take Chase Young. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, no, you need a defensive guy, but I. But, but if you need a quarterback, I mean, quarterbacks from freaking Pop Warner to the NFL, man, that's what you need at the end of the day. Yeah, right. So number two, uh, Daniel has. Derek Brown, defensive tackle, Auburn, Auburn, going to the Redskins. What do you think? All right, that's juicy. Now, let hear me out why. They got Darren Payne from Alabama. Yeah. Montez Sweat. They got Mississippi State. All right. <laughs> they got Darren Payne. They got Josh Sweat. Montez. Montez Sweat. Montez Sweat. What is it with you and Nate? Josh, man. There's a Josh on my mind. I don't know. Oh, is he a recruit? We got coming no, I'm not, I don't know why. Uh, got Jonathan Allen. Yep, yep. Now, they can, they can do some freaky stuff now. It uh, depends what they want to jump. I mean, Ron Rivera's going to go 4-3. He's not a 3-4 guy. What they got there is more 3-4. But I think what they're going to do is put Darren Payne at the shade. I don't know if Jonathan Allen will kick him at 3. They'll leave him at end. Right. Move, uh, what's his name? The Mississippi State. Montez Sweat. Montez, Montez Sweat. Sweat. Down. They'll, they'll put him back at how he was at State with his hand in the dirt, which might be better for him. I don't know. Yeah. And Derek Brown would be, I mean, that, that'd be pretty salty. That's a yeah. filthy be, defensive I think he'll get in. But, but, hold on. They need a, how old is that left tackle Williams they got? Oh, Trent Williams? He, he's he's kind of up there. He's about 31. So is he, you know. And he's pretty good, man. He's He's been good for a couple of years, but he's been injury bound for, yeah, so for a couple of years, I mean, too. Do you know? Do you want to take a chance? You know what I'm saying? No, yeah. I mean, Derek, I mean, you want to talk about solidifying the deal, which I can see them doing that because that's what they did with the Panthers right. when they were rolling. I feel like they can do that with, I think, in the next draft, they can wait one more year, uh, get a left tackle from there, but I think this guy, they got to jump on him. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, he's Brown, a special talent. Derek Brown's a freak. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think you can get a left tackle. Or from, watch, I mean, how much does Jonathan Allen weigh right now? I don't think they'll play him at three. But if Chase Young is there, then you can go Chase Young, Darren Payne, somebody from free agency, or someone you draft late. You know what I mean? So yeah. All you need is a three to just be semi-productive. Right. And Montez. That that's nasty. Yeah. That's something but, that that'd be tough for a lot of offenses. Darren Payne and Derek Brown. Right. Yeah, right. I go. Yeah. I got so, you. Stop the run. So we yeah. all agree that you got Saquon Barkley in that division. You got Ezekiel. Oh yeah. Elliott, yeah. and then you got uh. And you got the Eagles that are a ground and pound physical team. Their offensive line is pretty stout at the Eagles. I mean, they've, they've you know, Jason Kelsey, Brandon Brooks, Lane Johnson. Come on now. I think Jason Peters is still there. I don't know if he retired yet or not. That dude's old. By the way, I'm honored to be on a podcast. I've never been on a podcast. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah well, You're our first guest. Yeah, no, we're just starting this up. Yeah, we, uh, like we plan on getting some more guests. But, uh, so we all agree that. Derek yeah, Brown no. should go to the Redskins, but yes. how about uh, But hold on, who else? Let's keep on talking. I mean, other than Terry McLaurin, they might need a receiver. Yeah, they could. Well, yeah, oh, that's dude. the thing. They need an offensive weapon. There's definitely a, a underrated guy over Arkansas State that receiver. Yeah, I yeah. like that guy. I don't know if he's a top three. Pick. Oh, not top three, but I feel yeah, like I'm gonna play around. Yeah, Man, we'll get to him. But next, all right. all right, for the Detroit Lions, this guy says that. Joe Burrow, quarterback LSU, to Detroit. goes to Detroit to replace Matthew Stafford. Yeah. Uh, is Matthew Stafford going to retire? They're going to trade him. 
they got to do something if they draft Joe Burrow. I think he's they, just getting tired of that place like yeah, Barry Sanders yeah. did. I mean, and Calvin Johnson. I mean, all these great players. I think, I think that's pretty – I think that – I think that'd be dope. Yeah. I think that'd be really cool to see. The, the chances of it happening, I don't know. Right. But, I see, I would see the Lions going more with the defensive linemen. Yeah, they, ne- they never had a if big – Chase Young is there. He's gone. Yeah, no, he's top three for sure. He's either going to go to the... Him, I, I can see them taking him or uh, if Derek Ryan is there. Right, either right. That or uh, a line, their linebackers in. And, I, guys, okay. I'm talking about off, like, the, the bare minimum I see. I'm a football coach. I'm just in the podcast now. I don't get to watch a lot of NFL football, but from what I saw. Right, right. No, we hear you, man. It's... It's going to be a crazy draft year this year. It is. It's going to be interesting. There's a lot every year is crazy. Because we talk about all this now, and then, for example, then the draft comes, you find Derek Brown falls to, like, the 30-some pick, and then you find out he, like, failed a drug test. Yeah. This one guy that nobody knows about from William and Mary, I'm just saying, like, flies up the draft boards, and you're just right. like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, no, we hear you, man. It's Yeah. We're going we're gonna to skip to uh, – Pick number six with the Chargers. Why are we skipping six? Because who's the this? No, yeah, no, who's the one before that? Who's going before yeah. two? Uh, just a a, a, a uh, let's see. Oh, you're taking too long. The podcast fans don't like that. <laughs> Isaiah Simmons from a Clemson Ooh, linebacker oh. to the Giants. To that dude's good. I've, I've watched to the Giants. That, yes. that, that national championship. He was everywhere. Yeah, That's pretty. he was everywhere. Do the, man. Do the, but I wanted to go down to the sixth because this, this is very interesting. You can't, you can't skip. <laughs> That's why there's the fifth pick and then the sixth pick. But this is our podcast. But this is our podcast. Six. Huh? But this is our podcast. I just feel like Isaiah Simmons is a very obvious. But hold on, hold on, hold on. This is y'all's podcast, so right. you don't want to do the fifth pick. Do you want to do the fifth? Pick? I like. I, I think we should actually. And I mean, the guest. The, I mean, the guest wants to okay. do the fifth pick. All right. I think. Okay. I think we should do it. I mean, we got time. Okay. I think All that's right. a solid pick. Uh, I think they'll go that or offensive line to protect. Yeah, down. no, uh, the Giants. Well, they got Will Hernandez, I think, last year, and he's he's, he's okay. A stud. All right, when I was at FIU, we went up against him. They had the only team UTEP, the only players UTEP had was Will Hernandez and Aaron Jones. Yeah, I watched. They uh, are the real deal. <laughs> nah, man, I was first watching. play of the game, seventy-six yard touchdown. Ooh, what they run? You think he ran it to the left or to the right? To the left. There you go. Guess who's oh, on the left side block? God. Will Hernandez, man. There you go. Left guard. That dude's filthy. Watch and him then he the... got, then he pulled his hamstring. Yep. He play the rest of the game. Yep. At the senior ball, dude, he just would destroy everyone in a yeah. pass play. If, but if they got off the ball quicker than he did, he was, he was good. They were going to win. But, dude, he was, he I was think, solid. I think they're going to get him a left tackle. That, that, I like the pick. They don't have. They got a decent center this either. year. Their center's, you know, he's he's good. He's they, okay. They're going to go left tackle. Left they really right need a tackle. receiver. I mean, from what I've heard from the podcast guests, don't know Dale Vogel. Dale Vogel is a freaking podcast guru. Yeah, we're gonna have him on. Yeah, I heard dude. him say something the other day. There's like 16 draftable receivers. So we're the Giants restarting. You know, new coach and all that, which he's got a good foundation. He's got a running back, quarterback, good defensive line. I'd go either left tackle or middle linebacker like that. Right. Next pick uh, for the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins, your hometown, hometown guy, right here. Now, hold proud, on, this could, this could be proud good Miami you, Dolphin guy. Are you asking me who I want or what? What's the pick? Jeff Okadaya out of Ohio State, cornerback. Okay, ask me who I want. Who do you want? Realistic. You want Tua, don't you? 
No. You don't want Tua? Oh. I want Joe freaking Burrow. Oh, well, Whoa. yeah. 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 I want Joe that's, Burrow. That's obvious. Um, man, I'm Tuna. Tuna. Tua is a phenomenal athlete. I just don't know, man. I mean, those hips. He's torn both of, both of uh, his ankles. His ankles, the hip. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Everything. Quarterback wise, based off from your footwork to your hips, you know what I mean? Right, right. And I mean, he had some phenomenal. Which Joe Burrow has the same thing. Phenomenal receivers at Alabama. Yep. But it was. It seemed. I don't know. A little iffy this year. Yeah. I mean, he had. Uh, he has rugs. He has. Uh, who was the other one? I forgot. Ridley or Judy. Ridley. One of Jerry, Judy. We'll get to him. Devontae yeah. Smith. Walker. Yeah. Yep. And Rugs is related to one like, of our players from last did year. Yeah. That? No, I knew that. The podcast doesn't. Oh. Yeah, we have a safety here. Cavante Ruggs. He's yep. brothers with Henry Ruggs. Yep. yep. Old Miss, yep. Tra- uh, he was an Old Miss transfer. I could see I could see the Giants taking an Alabama receiver because Joe Judge used to work at Alabama. Yeah. Special teams coordinator. Right. You know what I mean? The, the connection. Like yep. Saban's going to be honest with him. Right. But I say you go, I do like for the Giants that line. But go ahead. Oh, the Dolphins. Yeah, we were on the Dolphins. Yep, yeah, on the Dolphins. Now we're on the Yeah. Uh, Los Angeles. The pick. Let's go on to the, <laughs> the Los, Chargers. Los Angeles Chargers select Tua Tungavailoa quarterback, Alabama. I think at it's the smart. Pick. I think uh Phil, I think it's smart, but he's a little injury prone, isn't he? Yeah, like we just talked about, but I think yeah. with Phillip Rivers leaving, that dude's gonna get a job in Miami, I think. But I I, I believe. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if two is there and Philip Rivers retires, yeah, yeah, and remember, there's also Justin Herbert, the guy, uh, oh, Jordan yeah. Love, those guys might shoot up draft boards. Yeah, after that senior game, dude, that senior bowl with Justin Herbert. Uh, I mean, ooh, I was nasty. The his quarterback coach, I can't remember from a couple of years ago that left. It was right when he left, his production kind of dropped. But you know, how everything's off. Man, I can see the Chargers taking Justin Herbert. Really? Um, well, everything's predicated off. Right, right. Because so. I mean, I've seen a lot of things where he might move to Miami with his family. No, he he he's moving to the to the Gulf, like in that Pensacola. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, well, I might drive by and see him then. Who's next? We got someone for the Panthers. We got the uh, Carolina Panthers. Oh, yeah. Select Matt Rule, Javon Kinlaw, defensive tackle, South Carolina. Yeah, I was about to I was say, say a defensive guy. guy. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say defense like as well. What are the D tackles are out there? By the way, you guys know he played at Jones? Really? He did. Wow. I did not know that. Mississippi Juco product. Yeah. How about that? Um, the best product in Well, what the are the details? Oh, I guess we're just going through this. Yeah, I can see it happening. Yeah. All right. He's a, he's a great player. He's a, he's, a, he's a Bill Parcells guy, so he's going to build everything from the inside out. Wow, that's smart, man. I like that. Yep. Yeah. The uh, Arizona Cardinals with the eighth pick, they select CeeDee Lamb, wide receiver, Oklahoma. This guy is a beast. Oh, that, he is that, a, that dude's ridiculous. That is my favorite receiver. Everyone talks about everybody else now. And I say that with him having a very disappointing playoff game. I agree. Yes. I agree. Yeah. Yes. And I, not not that Oklahoma had a chance to come back or beat him, but he had some balls that he dropped that I was just. Yes. Right. No, I think but I, he yeah, is that a game stud. Was, he's good, I think man. something that but, sticks out with him is speed. His speed. Yeah. yeah he's, but, really, he's And you need to get Kyler Murray. Don't they have a horrible offensive line? Yes. 
Yes, he's not forget, good. Forget the receiver, man. You got to go O-line. They're not good. And the thing is, I think the Cardinals might get that left tackle from Louisville. Yeah, he's a monster. That dude. I watched film on him. He's 6'7", 380 pounds. 80? He's big. He's like uh, 350. He's up there. I don't know that 380. So well, I don't know, man. Maybe at the, maybe at the combine, he'll drop down to like 340. I don't know. Trent Brown is 6'8", like 380 for the uh, Raiders. And he's he's good. He's yeah, good. He is. He's a monster, and they they predict they they kind of got the same play style with how aggressive and rough they are. Man, I've watched film on that dude Mika. Forgot he's from Mika Fitzpatrick. Yeah, uh, no, 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 John some meat man. I know you're talking. Yeah, about. yeah, he's got a weird name, but that dude was throwing people yeah. on the film I watched. He was ridiculous. That dude's gonna that dude's gonna be like he ain't gonna be no Quentin Nelson on the offensive line, but yeah. he's gonna easily make his name for a Pro Bowl in the next couple of years. Absolutely, I think. With the ninth pick going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. They select Jerry Judy, wide receiver, Alabama, to help out Gardner Minshew. I like down it. there, and I think it's smart. Yeah, Jacksonville. I think I, it's smart. Jacksonville's just a know. They can they can do anything. They can take best yeah. available. Yeah, yeah. They, they might need a corner. They lost Ramsey. I don't think they're going to corner that high. I think they're in a position where they could just take the best available. Right. I agree with the that. The whole line's not bad. They're decent. They're moderate. They just got uh, and they got Andrew Norwall from the Carolina yeah. Panthers a couple of years ago, and he was pretty good on the Panthers. And the past couple of years, he kind of dropped. But I mean, what can you do? And with the tenth pick, the Cleveland Browns select Malachi Becton, Louisville, offensive tackle. Oh, it's Malachi. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they, is, need, yeah, they, need, they need everything. They need everything. Yeah, something with the Browns. Why did they fire Freddie Kitchens after one year? Hold on, we're not done with the draft yet. Yeah, I know. I was just putting this out there real quick. I, was, I just wanted to know. Uh, I, why don't you give him another year? I mean, man, I told him. I mean, he just. I think when they traded for Odell, and he's a first-time head coach, it was a lot. And he's a very laid-back. Right. I told y'all went up there. He wants everyone to be themselves. Right. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Coach uh, P, uh, didn't you coach the Browns for a little bit? No, I didn't coach. I went up there for uh, OTAs. Oh, <laughs> OTAs. I went bad. to there in the Bills. But uh, I think it had a lot to do with everything. And, I mean, they brought in a lot of stuff. It's tough. Like, I mean, he just – remember, he was, he was a quarterback coach that ended up calling – Becoming an interim head coach and calling plays at the same time, so he had never done either. Right, doing both at once. All right, so you trade for Odell, which that is just headaches and drama. Right. Then you bring in Kareem Hunt. Remember the running after, back? Yeah, at, take at, on the, that. at the Chiefs, where he what kicked and, a woman, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean it. It was. I think it was just a lot, man. Um, yeah, that's that's a tough thing to handle. As a, I think it's crazy. I mean, good for him. He's he got the tight end job with the Giants. Yes, yes, I think so. I wanted. The University of Miami to hire him as the offensive coordinator. Really, I I'm t- Freddie Kitchens. I've met him and spoke with him three times for less than like three minutes. <laughs> but if you like you know when you talk to him like up to like he can walk into a house and you're like yeah really? like, if you're a quarterback I can see why Baker loved him like this ain't just like some geek like all right yeah you gotta throw you gotta hit the post when the guy that for no this guy played quarterback at Alabama like. He knows the lifestyle. He was a big-time quarterback at the clinic. He was talking about how he's like, it's about accountability. You got to go to class. Not that I ever went to class. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's, a, he's shooting you straight, and you're just, you're like, okay, this this guy's real. Right. What kind of offense do you think you bring into the Miami as the OC? 
I'm happy. talking about university, man. Yeah. I think it'd be like what you saw with. The, I think it'd be a, a lot of gun, pistol. I think it. He's, he's, he wants to sling that thing down the field now, but he's gonna smash you in the mouth. I, it's gonna be a vertical passing game. Yeah. Based off play action. Kind of okay. like a lot with the Rams. Do yeah, I think. yeah, I got you. The Saints do the same thing. I think. Yeah, it's gonna be more like the Rams. You remember when a lot of play action? Yeah, 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 yeah. So. I got you. I got you. Who's next? Who we got? The Jets. For the eleventh pick, the Jets. Are we doing all thirty-two picks? No, no we're, we're doing, doing first 15. fifteen. Okay, fifteen. Yeah, we ain't doing all thirty-two. Jared Wills, offensive tackle, Alabama. Now I know he's this good. Guy. Man. He's good. He's right tackle, is he? Yep. But if you remember, in the uh, twenty eighteen Orange Bowl. Play, it was a playoff semifinal against Oklahoma. He had about yeah the penalty. Yes, yes. Yeah, but that yeah. I mean, it, it was several in a row, and I'm like, man, this guy. Anybody, man. I mean, this Nick, guy uh, is going to be chewed out by Saban. I thought. I was like, man, I feel sorry for. Him. I feel like that man. Yeah, it was like fourth and one. He got the penalty. It became fourth and five, and they had to kick the field goal. because yeah. <laughs> they were going for it. Right, right. That's just yeah. bad luck, man. I yeah. just don't know. He's a. I think he's a pretty good player. I mean. I've watched them when I watch the Bama games when I get a chance. Like, yeah. When they run outside zone, the way he reaches those defensive ends, that's the one thing that pops. Uh, this ain't me, like, rewinding film. This is just me watching it on the screen. I'm like, my God. Yeah, he can reach block pretty good, man. He's he, He'd be good to any any team that runs out like a like the uh, – the Falcons. The zone. Falcons. They, ran, they run that a lot. They're center. Yeah. Uh, Alex Mack is good at getting reaches and all that. They run a lot of zone stuff. So I think he's good uh, there. Do you go with a right tackle? I don't know. Maybe they sign a left tackle in free agency and they fortify it with a right tackle. I'm not even going to lie. I don't even know. Like, I know a lot about the offensive lines in the NFL. I don't know who is over there besides Coletio Semeline. He was hurt for a little bit of it. They need, but I'm just, you know what I'm saying, a right attack. Yeah. Like, maybe right now he's working on doing it on the, you know what I mean, all this yeah. time. Yeah, well, I mean, left. Alabama, dude, they, they've made a lot of change. I've seen Alex Leatherwood play every guard, left, left tackle. I've seen yeah, him you play know, the center. thing is that, yeah, you remember a guy called Barry Jones? I think so. He played left tackle, left guard, center. He played every position in Alabama. And it's like, yeah, yeah, he, he uh, might not be a, a, which killed me. I was always like, you're not going to be a top 10 pick, but you're going to get an NFL spot. Right. And like, he never, well, he's a broadcaster now. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, he picked the right career. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's good at it, too. Yeah, if I like this podcast stuff, man, I'll retire from coaching and do this. This seems like Man, we got yeah, well, to get it big enough Yeah, we got to get big. Yeah, I'm, it's, it's, I'm talking to yeah. everyone on the coach to share yeah. it and everything. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, uh, thankfully we got a lot of uh, good uh, reports from the first one. Yeah. Episode, so it was great it's an hour, but we can uh, yeah. I can press it again and we can like sync episodes and all that. Yeah. So. Next pick. Uh the Oakland uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah. Ah, Las Vegas. Henry Ruggs the third, wide receiver Alabama. Yeah, Makes sense, receiver. man. I mean they lost Antonio yeah. Brown. Yeah, Antonio Brown, Mark Cooper's out of there. Yeah. A lot of lot of young blood over there. I can see Gruden. Oh, yeah, it's gotta be a receiver. I'll tell you what. They're either gonna get him or CD, and I can see him going with Rose because he's a thicker body. Right, no man, I love, I love, I love John Gruden, dude. I something, just, I something about this guy that, that's pretty cool. I saw him at one of our games on the sideline. Who? He was at every game. Henry Rose. He, he, he was not at every home game. Henry Rose was at every home game. Not at every. Home really? Game. But he was there for one. I know. One. I know. Oh well. Did you speak to him? Um, yeah, I gave him. A, I gave him the, the sideline passes. Oh really? Oh, he's a coach. Are man. you sure he was at every game? I'm dead serious. He was at every home game. 
Are you sure? Like, okay. When we played at home, if they didn't, like, when they played South Carolina, they yeah, played, I know. he wasn't here for that. Kevontae yeah. was t- telling me about I'm that. I'm pretty sure when they played at Auburn, he wasn't, you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, other yeah, than yeah. that, he was he was here for at least four of them. Oh. Well, I only saw him once. So, how many times did you Because you were working. Dude. That's true. I was on he was, the field. He was playing. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Bro, I, was, I was. I was putting in that work. I saw him just because it was... Um, before the game, because he came up with his dad or whatever, they wanted to see Cavante before yeah. the game, the first game and all that. Yeah, the only thing I see out there is the college coaches with their book and the person across the line scrimmage. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yep. Well, we'll move on to the thirteenth pick, the Colts, the Indianapolis Colts. Probably select. One, they're probably my favorite AFC. Tristan Wilfs, offensive guard. Really? Iowa. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, Iowa. It's just big, big ten linemen, dude. They're big always they're the best. They have, they have like a phenomenal offensive, line, but I guess you can never fortify it up enough. Yeah. Well, the the, the thing is, they have Constanza at left tackle. He might not get a resign this year. Maybe is what I heard. Obviously, Quentin Nelson, big Q. I mean, just a monster. Ryan Kelly from Alabama, and he's he he stepped Constanza's up. Constanza like thirty. Yeah, he's up there, but. Ryan Kelly from Alabama, who was pretty damn good. Now, I can see them going D-line or corner. Right. I say D-line a lot. I don't know if you guys can tell. I believe D-line is like the cure of all. Uh, obviously. Uh, there's a DN out there for, at Iowa. Espenza. Mm. I can't remember his name. He's, he's pretty darn on good. I don't know why I can see the Colts. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't think. And they the their weakest link right now is... On the offensive lines, their right guard, and he's pretty decent. I mean, mm-hmm. he ain't bad. I mean, their right tackle, Braden Smith, came from Auburn. He's pretty decent, too. I don't yeah, know why. He was, he was pretty good at Auburn, I remember. I, I don't see why they'd get another guard. I think that's just a yeah. dumb pick. You could get guards later. Yeah. If you get a guard in the first round, it's got to be David DeCastro, Quinn Nelson, those guys. Yeah, I mean, David DeCastro's filthy. Same thing with Quinn Nelson, dude. He, he's a generational talent, that left guard. Some people compare him. Not, now, don't get me wrong. Larry Allen is in his own league. But yeah. A lot of people compare him to Larry Allen. Yeah. Not the strength, but just the way they play. Yeah. It's filthy. Yep. Well, the 15th and final pick we'll cover will go Oh, to... no, you skipped. 14. 14 with, say, with yeah. the Bucks. Oh, did I skip? Yeah. 14, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers select DeAndre Swift running back Georgia. You don't like it? It's not that I don't like it, but there's a lot. All right. <clears throat> First of all, there's a big thing going on if they're going to pay and sign James Winston. He wants $25 million. Bruce Arians is like, you're not worth $25 million. So that's a position right there. They could, I could see him taking a quarterback. But, but who then? Herbert Love. Yeah, man. There's, There'll be somebody there. Herbert's going to go, like, I think he's going to go probably before 20. But oh, not that DeAndre Swift isn't good, but you can find a running back later. Right. Right. That's the thing. Yeah, there's there's running backs out there. I think. Man, you go. You could go O line, D line, receiver, safety, best yep. available. The only guy they got on the offensive line is or is Ali Marpet, and from o- Obart or something like that, and then Demar Dotson from Southern Miss. You know who's gonna sneak? Oh, Southern Miss. sneak into the oh, first round because of the measurables? Raekwon Davis from Alabama. Oh, from Meridian, Mississippi. Which you're not from. Uh you're right. I'm I'm from. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> uh, that's fun. Pretty close. But you're not from there. So right. you're, he's not representing me? No, 
right. I know that for a fact. Okay. All right. But, uh, so the, the Broncos. Uh, the Denver Broncos with the 15th pick select. Xavier McKinney, safety, Alabama. How many Alabama kids are projected? Xavier McKinney, McKinney, you know what? How did I didn't get to watch him. Other than I really like Drew Locke when he's jamming out to music on the side. I really do. Yes, that quarterback's pretty. Is he good? He's okay. He play, he's okay. Was he good? He was okay. All right, lad, they drafted a tight end. I feel like he could be way better. I feel like there's a lot of potential for that guy. Give me the Broncos and get him a receiver. He is the fifth Alabama player to be projected to be drafted in the first 15 picks. Alabama owns one-third of the first I know, but it's great to see that. You know, they have another little Alabama fan that I really – Hold on. I just realized something. You know, whoever made this, you can tell them Coach P. They can send me an email or a text message. One player that will be drafted in the top 15 – is Grant Delpit the safety from LSU? Oh, How is he yes. not on this list? Yeah, no, Grant Delpit. He, he ain't he, going past six or he's seven. He's the guy who got snubbed of the best DB award, I no, think. No, he won it. Oh, he won it? Oh, I'm thinking of something else. The then. guy from LSU. Yeah. Yeah, that dude is. He's a 6'3, 205. God dang. That's the, the, that guy's a stud. How is he not on there? How far? How far I'm does he fall? To you, Hunter. Uh, how, where's he at? I'm trying to look for him. Jesus. He's he's 26. Yeah, not happening. <laughs> 26. I can mock promise rate. you. I can promise you. He is not unless there's like a lot of crap we don't know about that went on in in the back. Right. Back scenes. Right. He is not. I mean, there's no way that guy makes it out of the top ten. Right. Yeah. 26. Okay. Wow. Wow. Shoot, that's a pick. I think the Colts. The Giants. I mean, Giants? No, they need an O-line. I think the, the Colts. Colts. I think the Colts need, like, I mean, they got Darius Leonard. They got mediocre defense line. They need a defense lineman, obviously. Uh, but, again, they. I think they need a safety Why don't, as well. Who, who are the safeties for the Redskins? Oh, isn't Jan- or Janoris Jenkins? Oh, no, he's with the Saints. Who, who just went over there from the Giants? Uh... He's, I mean, he's not as good as he used to be, but uh, I forgot his name. He went over there. What are you talking about? Yeah. They might not take Because, I mean, he's not as good as he was in the Giants, but he's, you know, he gets the job yeah, done. Collins. Yes, 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 yes. But Delpit. From Alabama, I think. Yeah. Delpit? Delpit's got to be. I mean, frick, the Lions? There's a lot, man. He could go anywhere right now. I mean, that'd be a freaking stud. Yeah, he's good, dude. Speaking of studs, we got a lot of them played in the Super Bowl this weekend. Yeah, Yeah, that's why why they're in the Super Bowl. That's true. That's why I said (laughs) that. But I think one of the studs you got to look at for the Chiefs on the defensive side of the ball is Chris Jones. Of course, because you're Mississippi State. Exactly. Dude, I don't know what it is. He's a great player. I think Mississippi State produces a lot of good people. They do. They do. Hold on. Dan Mullen all recruited these under signed all these under recruited, underappreciated guys. Really? That is a great job by Mullen. Yeah, he's he's a good football coach. Is let me ask you this real quick and then we'll get back to the subject. Is a national championship in the future of Dan Mullen in Florida? Yes, sir. You think so? It might be this year. I mean Georgia really? I mean, I don't know not I think they make it to the SEC championship. Wow. Okay. I mean, they George, get past Georgia fine. Georgia, Georgia loses a lot. Yeah, I agree. Georgia loses a lot. And hold on, there's that left tackle. 
Andrew oh, that, Thomas. Yeah, that dude is and good. And he's like the yeah. right tackle. He's Isaiah good. Wilson, that's like 6'7", 340. Yeah. They're good, okay, well, dude. I could see him going later, like, to the Seahawks. Yeah, 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 no, the Seahawks, yeah Seahawks need well, to be well, Hold on, hold on. I can see them. I can see the toughest game for them this year being LSU and Tennessee. Yeah, you got to go to Knoxville this look, year. Man, yeah. Pru- yeah. Mean, I've off, look, man. Look, look, here's the deal. Everyone man. knows, you can ask Hunter, I've been, before they got hot, since last year, you could ask Dale Vogel. I am a Jeremy Pruitt guy. Jeremy Pruitt. Thank you. You've never met me. I think you look super mean all the damn time. You got that squint in your eyebrow. But I would love to work for you. Thank you. <laughs> but here, here's the deal, though. I said, man. Dan cannot win the big game. Give him a chance, man. We did. We did. I've given him a chance many yeah. times. And, and you guys win the big game. Mississippi State never has had the same equal amount of talent as Alabama and LSU. I agree 100%. All right, so give the man a break. He just built that thing up. I mean, he had you guys ranked number one in the country for five weeks. That's true. All right, then. (laughs) But you were the number one team going to Tuscaloosa. Should have won that game in 2014. Okay, Would have sent you to the SEC championship. And before Dan Mullen, where were you guys? Irrelevant. After Dan Mullen, what are you guys right now? Irrelevant. Well, we're fixing to be relevant with Mike Leach. But that's that's a song for another time. Anyway, uh, getting back to the Super Bowl, what, what's your opinions on it? What do you think? This is kind of a, you know, I like it. you don't usually see in the Super Bowl. I like it. I, you got, I, 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 I don't like it. I love it because it's you got, like, the modern day off, and I love Patrick Mahomes. You know, yeah. they're going to sling it. Yeah. They got, like, what the whole modern day football is about. Yeah, RPOs, yeah. just everything. Everything, yeah. That I don't mean to take a shot at this because I know a coach that works for the Kansas City Chiefs, but mediocre, okay defense. Right. And then you go to the Niners, and they're they're meat. Yeah. All right? We're going to line up. Run that ball, We're going to line up. I'm going to tell you I'm going to run power to the right. Yep, yep. And I'm going to tell you that every single time, and you're just not going to be able to stop it. Yep. And then – the way they built up that defensive front, I mean, Bob, that is one of the best D-lines I've seen in a while. Really? In the NFL, I mean, the Seahawks were good when they had Michael Bennett, like when they had the, the Legion of Doom. But I'm talking about as a defensive line, in the last, what, five or six years, has there been a better one? Nah. I, I mean, those guys are just... DeForest Buckner, Joey Bosa. And they just rotate. Like, DJ Jones, before he got hurt, was a starter. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 he was, wasn't he? He's a specific product. Yeah, yeah. I mean, got a rep, man. Yeah. Oh, we're finna, we're finna end by the app. If y'all want to keep going, I can just press record after this one. Yeah, so yeah, yeah you can. man. But yeah. I, that, 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 that's what intrigues me, that they're both complete opposites. But right. Kyle Shanahan, like, watching the game, the, the way he calls, not just when I say plays, everything. All right, hold but on. the run plays. You got to stop it that way. All right. We're, we we're have yeah, we're back. Yeah, we we're back. We don't um, get an hour limit. Coach B, you know. But hold on. We, we were talking about the Giants, the Giants, the Niners, and the Chiefs. Yeah, the, the yeah, Niners yeah, yeah. run well, game. Yeah, the Niners run game. Yeah. And I mean, they got that. They got, I mean, that, and this is my thing. What I love is their tight end kittle. Because people are like, oh, you're crazy. Like, don't get me wrong. Jimmy Graham, phenomenal athlete. Travis Kelsey, phenomenal athlete. I don't think they can people block like they do. My favorite, my favorite tight ends, all right? Gronkowski. All right, yeah. everyone knows him for a catch. He can block. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. Jason Wynn was good. One of the most, I think, underrated tight ends. 
in the last, he's retired now, maybe 10 years, to me was Heath Miller. You guys don't even know who I'm talking about. No, right? no, I, I have no idea. I don't. He played for who? The Steelers. Oh, okay. He was there for like 10 years. I mean, he can block. He can, that's my thing, man. Like some of these guys, I'm like, bro, if you can't, if you, if you can't get your hands dirty, like yeah. bro, you can't, for me, you can't play for me. Right. Yeah. Like it's, it's not going to happen. If you're a tight end. And I want 11 personnel on the field. That's what, if I was an offensive coach, that's what I, I want 11 personnel like with Gronkowski. Right. That you got to treat him as a receiver. You got to treat him as a tight end. And when he's got his hand in the dirt, by God, he's pretty much an extra tackle. So, I mean, I, I assume you've seen, have you seen a video where this dude pancakes <clears throat> someone and he's laughing in his face while he's doing it? No, on the mic'd oh, up. Is dude, it mic'd he, up? I don't think he's mic'd up. But oh. he, no, I mean, he flat backs this dude. Oh, hard, like, a, like an offensive lineman. That's an like a guard, dude. Yeah. You he know, destroys that man. It's, I, it's funny. And I think it's important uh, these days, more than ever, for tight ends to be multidimensional. And yeah. I like like the, the tight ends for the Ravens are legit. Oh, Mark They're Andrews and Alex uh, Hurst. Like, yeah. They are the real. Another one that went unnoticed, not unnoticed, but I guess he was with the Saints for a while, and then he was with the Patriots, like in the. Like just Benjamin not, Watson. Ben, that's Benjamin Watson was a yeah. hell of a tight end. Yep, he was good, man. Yeah. He can run. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he was our our red zone threat and for you, a minute, and he could he could man, he could get down a very. And you field. got Zach Ertz. Yeah, Zach Ertz. He's he's and, a, and like he's what the Eagles are too. doing now, you know what the Ravens are doing it, but they're doing it more with a lot more RPOs on Reed because Lamar's College more stuff, athletic yeah. than than uh, Wentz is. And I'm telling you this from, as a defensive coach. When you got 12 personnel, what's 12 personnel? You got one running back, two tight ends. Yep, yep. That never come off the field, and he can line up in any formation. He can line up in doubles, trips, yeah. and twins and all that. It makes life hell. Then you got to do motion, guys back and forth and shit. And you can pretty much get into any formation you want. That's what made the Patriots real good when they had Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez. They never had to come off the field. Those 12 personnel... When you think 12 personnel, you're thinking, oh, heavy run, heavy run. You know what I mean? Think of old school football. But when you got guys like that, you don't know what they can do. I mean, they, they, right. they can pretty much line up in doubles in the gun and all that. So. Yeah, play action, dump it over yeah. the top. That's, I'm telling you, from a defense, a defensive coach's perspective, I mean, that that's, I want 12 per, I mean, 11 right. and 12 in person, like 11 personnel. If you got one tight end, like with Gronk and all those guys, and what I think the best of, 2017, when we played Northwest Community College, they had a tight end named Pro Weathers at TCU right now. Yeah. Never came off the field. He was 6'5", 240. Really? And he ran like the receiver. And he blocked. They ran counter. Oh, it was it was pretty. It was clinic tape. You could go watch the film before. Really? I need to make a highlight. I don't know who I need to talk to about that. Go up there and watch the way Northwest ran counter on us. And it also helps that Damian Lewis, the right guard, yeah, Lillen, the LSU. is going to be like yeah. a, a first yeah. or second round guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's good. Yeah. He's yeah. good. He went and started on you know one of the best offensive, or the best they, offensive they, line they, in college football. They ran pin and pull in that year in this certain situation. I had a 5'11", 190-pound nickel in for a slam linebacker. And oh my God. I'm sure you could just use simple physics yeah, to see no, who won that, that one. That is disgusting. He's, He's the real. I'm telling you with my own eyes, he is the real. How big is he real? I've he is seen, six three three twenty. Really? That'd be big man. He's definitely a guard yeah, in the a- NFL, man. Well, going back to the matchup, who do you think has leverage in this game? Or is it even? Ah, uh, I'd say the Chiefs and uh, not the. I like Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, Patty Mahomes has an arm. 
Yeah, yeah. I think I think and I, I think they can do enough to help protect them. I don't know. And I don't know. I I really think this game can be a coin flip. Well, the I, thing I, is, they're, they're they're bottle. They're lightning in a bottle. I mean, that's true. They can be down twenty one points, which they've proven in the playoffs. Well, I think uh, with the Chiefs' offensive line, they're. I mean. Their right tackle, probably one of the best right tackles in the league right now, besides yeah. uh, Ramchek and yeah. uh, Johnson. It's going to be tough. I, you I know, because if you're able to slide enough people to that one side on Bosa and Buckner. But it's not just. Bosa. Oh, I know. I know it's everyone. I know there's everyone on that team. Can and you come. know what's crazy? They don't blitz a lot. No, they don't. Uh uh-uh. uh. And if anything, I think I think we've only seen them like send maybe one linebacker, two at most sometimes. It's crazy. But it, it, well, it, it'll be interesting. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you look at make good Super Bowl. I mean, it's, you know, I've liked the Chiefs all year, but you look at them offensively; they're second to none. They're one of the best. They're obviously one of the best in the league. But defensively, I think, like you said, they're very mediocre. So does that give the Niners the edge in this I, game? Given that the Niners have the better defense, and yes, they have a blow offense, but they can still put up points. Does that give the Niners the edge? I mean, I think the Niners' offense is just. I don't think it's below average, but I think it's it's smart what that OC does. Like the, the last game, he went through. Like he's like, they can't stop the run. Yeah, no. Like, we're gonna why am it. I gonna do yeah. anything else? Yeah, no, it makes sense. And that running back, Mo- Mozart, yeah, is the business. Yeah, he almost broke the uh, uh, postseason rushing record. And like, if you see the way the the way they run their outside zones, man, like right when you. Right when the defense adjusts to it, then they'll, they'll run it another way with somebody else. Oh, I've seen it. No, I've seen it. It was where uh, – so the tackle – It just plays mind games. Yeah. Right? And then it, all they're doing – when they see how you adjust and they just set up another way for their offensive lineman or their fullback or tight end, whatever it is, to get a better angle on that guy. Yeah, and I've seen uh, – they ran one and it was – like they brought up an extra uh, guy on the outside, run outside zone. The tackle just let him run by, and I think the, the – uh, Extra guy was like expecting to tackle, man. Best fullback in the league came up and cleaned him. Yeah, and he just got ran up to a linebacker and he broke off a big run, dude. It was, it's ridiculous about what they do in the run game, man. But it, it'll be interesting. You never know, man, because they got time to prepare. You never know, man. Yeah, it's, it's and, I, and like I used to work for the linebacker coach for the Chiefs, so I hope, I hope he has the boys ready to roll. Really, man, that's interesting. All right, we're going to cut it off there. We've been talking for about an hour and seven minutes, so that's yep. easy. We'll just cop together. Yeah. All right, Sounds Coach, good. thanks for right, being on the podcast. Oh, yep. Appreciate it. Hopefully we'll have you on some more. Yeah, Appreciate absolutely. It.